0: Welcome to the Avant-Garde Show episode 22, the premium podcast for the refined, casual magic player. Absolutely no silly business, just quality content with notion shenanigans.
1: I love it because that's Captain Malcolm Reynolds. I know. Yeah, what? I'm the future Mrs. Captain Reynolds.
2: But you're married with a child on the way.
1: Uh, not if Captain Malcolm Reynolds comes calling. Okay.
3: It just got totally real up in the air.
2: Oh, my God.
0: All right, so check it out. I like that Are You Ready to Rock? So I'm going to say that, and you guys
2: go, woo! Oh, I'm, I'm not that energetic. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> do
3: woos. I'm not a woo.
2: Oh, I'm not a wooer. <laughs> need something more mellow. Oh, my God. I'm going to – oh, okay. So are right, you Also,
1: gotta... I'm eating a pickle. Well,
2: that's exciting. <laughs> is that
3: – There is our intro. Woo!
1: Yes. Also,
3: <laughs> ladies
0: Literally. and gentlemen – we're recording a podcast while she's eating a pickle. This is your avant-garde show. Welcome to the show. Um, that is a very different uh, intro than I usually do, but, but it's a new day. It's a new dawn, and we got an awesome show for you, so it just required that. I tried the rock and roll. I jumped up on my table with my guitar, which is actually a tennis rack, and I said, oh, Are
3: you ready to rock?
0: And my co-host said what?
3: Yes, sir. Actually, I just responded by raising an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, so there was a uh, there was a, a
0: gap in an uh, excitement level. But anyway, I, welcome to I episode. I raised my
1: hands and did the rock symbols.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. The horns.
1: Yeah, the little the okay. things. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm doing it right now. Can you not see it?
2: I can't. Those. Okay, I can't.
1: Oh, you guys yeah. suck.
2: Damn it. We, we should, should do, do a, a, like a YouTube show then. Oh okay. <laughs>
0: We should all like be on location at some event and uh and record a uh, a video
2: but people wouldn't try to find out where Deb lives, I believe, and <laughs> work out very good.
1: Does that mean I'd have to put clothes on
4: mm.
2: some type of head garb
0: you know, you, you should you should give yourself a make down and like make down. Your brow <laughs> and like a, a like darken one of your teeth
2: <laughs> make sure
0: you don't get too many stalkers
2: we don't want to scare people away from watching the show because I'm sure a lot of the audience might happen to be Deb fans.
0: Oh, they will. So, balance it out. I I hear, like, since the last episode, some some of the Brian fans are kind of moving into uh, Deb fans. I don't know what. So, Brian... Brian Those are are just fans
1: from last season and then they just think that Claire's still on. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Mm. I think Brian's probably trying to say something and he's on mute.
3: No, I am not on mute. I just said Probably. Probably. (laughs)
0: Well, welcome so to we the actually, show.
3: So we started, so we actually started. <laughs> yeah. That was the beginning. It's it
0: a rolling start. Yeah, I might. Is
3: that what it was? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. I, I think it was more of a Jersey stop than a rolling start. <laughs> Which is you don't
0: really stop at the stop sign. Okay, um, welcome to the show. We are located uh, here's the here's the intro uh, credits. Um, you can reach us at our official website, avantcardshow.com. dot com. Uh, but we're also on uh, MTG Cast. If you look on the right, um, a couple spaces down is the uh, list of all the shows, and we're listed there. And you can um, – there's some people that like to comment there. But if you wanted to comment on the official forum, it's EvanCardShow.com slash forum, or you just click on the, the forum button on the left on our website. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Twitter. Um, and uh, you can contact us all at the same time via email at hosts at Awesome. So, how have you guys been uh, since last recording? It's been uh, a couple weeks. You guys all right? Super all right. Super all right. Super all right. Super duper all right. So, um,
3: super, all right. It, it, super and all right don't really go together very well. <laughs> no, it's like, it's, just I it. I am doing amazingly does.
2: average. <laughs> no, yeah, it. that's not a good descriptor. <laughs> well, it's like kind of like something good happens, something bad happens. Like I hold in my hand a water damage alpha sinkhole that I don't know how to fix. Hmm. That's a, quite a quandary. Cool. Yeah.
1: That's a painful quandary.
2: I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> mm, Deb. Oh, Deb. Oh, Deb. Get, Deb, get Deb. the boo. <laughs> sound effect. Now, I don't
4: Debbie...
1: I want a boo. I want a yay.
2: That's foreshadowing for something later on in the show, guys. Uh-huh.
0: Hey, uh huh. Hey, Debbie. I was going to ask you how you're doing. I heard, but but earlier, as we were doing the sound test, I heard a, a some kind of huge beast clanging in a cage or something over in your place. Uh, yeah, what is, what is that, that
1: was Slider. That was Slider. That was the larger of the Great Danes. He was having a puppy dream. Isaac is there such
0: thing as a small Great Dane?
1: Dane? Um, yes, my other Great Dane is... Uh, is Erdogan. he a moderate Dane? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a medium, medium Dane. Medium Dane. Midland. He's fair to Midland.
0: How much does your uh, largest uh, Great Dane weigh?
1: About 160.
0: Wow. What? That's how much yeah. I...
1: Yeah, and then the other one is a—he's kind of a runt. He looks more like a large lab, and he's like 120. Mm. And then we have a little dog that's like 60 pounds.
0: (laughs) Does he ever get trampled in the in the stampede?
1: No, she doesn't. She oh, pardon me. Yeah. No, she's the boss, and we call her Lowrider because she can run under the other dogs. <laughs> That's her theme song. So I went to Walgreens one time, and there was these little people in this car, and it bounced up and down, and it sang the Low Rider song, and so we got that for her. That's her. Awesome. <laughs> her, her theme song in life.
3: Sweet. These dogs also have Facebook pages, don't they?
1: <laughs> they oh, they do. And you know what? While we're recording this, they are going to go, and they're going to join Avant Card. They're going to – um. Mm-hmm. They go onto the Facebook page, which we now have. We have one. Mm-hmm.
3: Since when?
2: Yeah, since when, guys?
0: Well, we have. There's. There's. No,
1: we ha- we have a, a group page that people can fan.
0: <laughs> yes, but we also have an individual hmm. page that was done erroneously, accidentally in the beginning, which uh, we are having a hard time deleting. So we are not. I'm not uh, touting it. Um, too loudly because I don't want people to... No, happy. you're not but shouting just, it too yeah. loudly. It's very quietly, but you're it's actually, out there Yeah, now. you're <laughs> my, it quietly. <laughs> did my volume kick out as I was... Uh, yes, yes it did. Out there. Yes. Okay, so as soon as we fix that um, Facebook uh, issue, we'll...
2: Are we not going to tell them... Our, so this, is this being edited out?
3: What? No. Well, did... Am I quiet still?
2: I'm super quiet. Yeah. It's like your your
3: podcast microphone is like a tin can and you have a string <laughs> running to your computer.
0: <laughs>
1: It's like you're the Cam- the Campbell Soup people.
3: <laughs> the
0: Campbell Soup people. Am I loud enough now?
3: It's it's like my willpower to make you be quiet is finally starting to fail. <laughs> just just I'm willing you. T- oh. Which
1: actually makes sense because we determined that Brian's willpower overcomes a mute
3: button.
0: That's true. It does. Mm-hmm. Am I all right?
4: Yes.
3: So that's, that's where my extra mute went. <laughs>
0: cool. <laughs> So right now what I'm doing is every time that happens I write it down on my little notepad and I go back and I edit it. So that'll do a lot. I got there was so many of them in last episode. I didn't get them all. Mm -hmm. Anyway. um, Yes.
3: (laughs) And yet you missed some very big stuff too.
0: Yeah, but I had already spent I couldn't listen to every ounce of it because it took so long to do so many parts of it. It took like six hours to do the whole thing front to back because with the learning the new program, not having the same computer. Piecing all the files together, blah blah, blah. It took a long time, but um, so I wasn't gonna spend too much time uh, individually uh, trying to find all those spots. So moving along, um, yes. So first of all, well, fifth of all, by now, uh, thank you to everybody that had uh, kind words to tell us um, about um, our coming back. We got a lot of emails and some and uh, some. Um, comments on the forums and stuff like that. So. And twats. Thank you to everybody. Ooh. And tw- and well, well, you I had to, I had to decline things. those. Peeps, had people
1: twatted. They <laughs> did.
0: People sometimes throw panties up on stage There were
3: there were several. Nice twats. Nice. Twats. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> <That's nice. laughs> we nice just earned
0: our explicit language tag.
1: <laughs> it's the it's the noun form of Twitter. Is right? it?
3: Is that official? Yes. She's she's the professional grammarian.
1: Grammarian.
0: She's a grammarian. Wow. And I'm a thespian, so.
1: And I'm a lens.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Mark, how have you been since the last uh, episode?
2: I'm good. You know, I've, I've been missing you guys from uh, Wednesday Night Magic, but.
1: He's all been all super fun. all right.
2: Yes. I've been super I'm... all right.
0: <laughs> More all right than normal. So that's good. Just doing what I do. Twice is all right. Um, you uh, You've never been to a uh, pre-release?
2: Yeah, you know, I guess the only time a set came out while I was playing was Scars just a few weeks ago. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so...
0: Well, I mean, back it, when you originally played, maybe some one of them came out, but...
2: Back then? They weren't uh, popular. I assume so, but I just didn't keep track with Magic um, back in 2001. Right. Um, I didn't really keep track of it. Like I do now, kind of like an obsession like I have
0: now. <laughs> so maybe we should all plan to go to the next, uh, pre-release.
2: Yeah. When's that going to happen?
0: Yay. Then? Oh, uh, months from now. <laughs> the next set. Probably will, correspond. right? Yes. Brian. <laughs> <This> <laughs> be a of
2: my finger at your like icon. On this. So,
0: yeah, we should try um, to go to the next one. Maybe we'll make a, uh, some kind of, uh, podcast show about it and, and uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe we can even record from there since we'll all be in there at least, audio or or maybe some video. Hmm.
1: If we can record video. I have a super high def camcorder.
3: It super will shock old, you! Super it old.
1: will shock you to learn that I have a very high end camcorder.
2: Shocker here. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would it would actually be. Uh, I w- I wouldn't be surprised if you had like. A room full of, you know, children laborers who just drew pictures <laughs> and made you fancy flip books.
4: Oh my god, you to keep That door closed. Yeah, keep over <laughs> my closed. It's
3: like, what, you what do you have in here? It's like, <laughs> it's there like was a the reason why Elf. the sign on the door said "keep it closed." <laughs> there were just, there were hundreds of children that just immediately shot up and stood it upright. <laughs>
1: Oh, did they salute? Because I usually make them salute. No,
3: they didn't salute. They they started. Oh. Them, they them. So they're gonna get whipped. They're
1: now. gonna get <laughs> trouble tonight.
0: It's like the first scene of Elf, only with sad faces instead of the happy elves. It's like
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> so, um, speaking of magic, um, um, we uh, we got some uh, good feedback from the questions that we asked uh, last episode um, about your favorite um, multiplayer set. Of magic that you felt was the the best for for multiplayer and uh, we got some feedback uh, poison fly said I think the best set for multiplayer has either got to be Alara block or Ravnica since it basically encouraged the building of whatever colors I want it to be in the decks with great fixers at common uncommon with the crew and Tri lands Karu, that's old school term uh, as well as some nice big flat splashy cards to throw in in this whatever color deck what's so funny Brian
3: Karu, that's that's an old school term Old school Those of you youngsters out there
2: It's a tap for more than one map What
1: does it mean?
2: It's a new term for me
1: Yeah, what is it?
0: Well, the actual original card Karu Yeah,
3: I think a Karu It's flying flying for those lands that tap for like a blue and a green And when they came into play you had to return a land to your hand
0: yeah, it's, they call them bounce lands, the ones from Ravnica. Karu says, enters a battlefield tapped. When Karu enters a battlefield, sacrifice, unless you return an untapped planes, you control to its owner's hand, and you may tap it for a white and a colorless. And uh, so they call him Karu. I don't know, because it was a whole cycle of them, so I don't know why they picked Karu. Mainly, I guess, I don't know. But um, but yeah, those are really good. And uh, do you guys uh, ever use those? Brian, do you use the uh, the duels, um, bounce land, Karu lands from yep.
2: Ravnica?
3: I used to use them quite heavily. Mm-hmm. And now I use them moderately
2: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. I use dual lands like from <laughs> <laughs> that are dual lands
3: you <laughs> some of us don't have you know infinite bank
2: account you know Carew um, seems so backwards you you he comes <laughs> into play tapped, you bounce land back to your hand, isn't that that's but it slow. two but it though. taps for two, but it he has comes the into illusion that you turn it. and you bounce back at land,
3: yeah. Basically, it, it does some color fixing, and it allows you to, since it's a land that taps for two mana, it lets you decrease your land density.
0: And if you have any way of untapping a land, it gives you double the mana out of that. It
2: doesn't, doesn't accelerate you, really.
0: No, it unless, keeps you on.
2: Unless you... Oh, it's just, oh, like he said, it's a color fixer. Okay, that makes
0: sense. Yeah. People, some people originally played them because they thought it was an accelerant, but...
2: Can, can I Definitely ask... Definitely not.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. well, sorry, finish, finish up with... Uh... This because I, I have there's I see something in the notes that confuses me.
0: ah okay um, one last thing about the crew lands um, they kind of suck because if you don't play a non land card then you will have eight cards in your hand and you have to discard um, if you play it um, at, if you're putting one down in the beginning of the game but oh. I found a good use for that limitation and when you're playing Hakon Stromgald Scourge who uh, Says you may cast him from your graveyard, but nowhere else. As long as he's in the on the battlefield, you may play nart, uh, uh, knight <laughs> cards from your graveyard. Uh, so you can play knight cards from your graveyard, and um, that's very sweet, especially with changeling instants. Um, and uh, yeah, like what are those changeling instants, Brian?
3: Glare uh, uh, swap and. Uh, it's not
0: Last Breath, inversion. it's uh, Nameless Inversion, yes. So those are really, you can play them as many times as you have mana because you can play them from your graveyard. Anyway, to get him into play, you have to get him into your graveyard first. And when you're playing those bounce lands, if you play one and return a, a land to your hand and you have eight cards, you can throw them right into your graveyard in one of the first couple of turns and then on turn three, cast them for three. So that's one of the good ways that you can get around the, uh, the negative of those bounce lands. Just a little tip. So, uh, what, what's up, what's up B? What do, what do you got?
3: Well, I was curious as to why the notes refer to a glee issue.
0: There is a big issue. Huge. It's it's ground-shaking. In fact, we might even have to make another podcast just to address
3: this issue. Wow. Like Glee the show? Yes. Yes? And and it's a big issue? Huge. Isn't that kind of contradictory? No.
0: The, here is the... I'm going to tell you the, the issue, but I want to make sure that I have the... Uh, God damn it! I should have had
2: this prepared. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> is she prepared for the magic? The, you know, podcast, of course.
3: Don't so we want to continue All with right. our Hey, Let's talk about uh, what's this answers? other note in here? Mark's Filipinas.
0: Wait, no, hold on a second. I'm gonna...
3: What?
1: what? <laughs> Filipinas. <laughs>
0: no, that <I'm...
3: laughs> totally says Filipinas. <laughs> it does. Mark's Filipinas. He Never is. heard it called that before.
0: I'm going to edit that. Okay. The...
3: No, you're not. You're gonna leave that in because that's funny. <laughs> well,
0: that, <laughs> well, that part,
3: yeah. Okay, so here's the Glee issue. There is
0: an actress in Glee, actress, uh, dancer, singer, named Diana Agron, who plays Quinn Fabre, who is the you're blonde. Quiet white... again. Sound. Okay. The better. Yes. There is an actress slash singer slash dancer that is in Glee named Diana Agron. Is that is that right, Mark? Pronounced?
2: It sounds right. Um
0: that uh it's she plays Quinn for Bray and she's one of the cheerleaders. She's this blonde girl and she is amazingly beautiful, especially for a white girl. Very gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. Even oh. even I'm not I'm partial to uh I have my other uh, favourites but um but as far as white girls, this girl's amazing. Even I have to admit that. And as we were discussing this earlier, because it was playing in the other room, that's the only reason, because, you know, we're m- much too manly to, to like a, a show like that. But, Debbie, what is your opinion on whether she's pretty or not?
1: I don't think she's as hot as the other two. Oh, my God. What's going on here?
2: Oh. Santana
1: and the stuttering chick are both hotter.
2: Stuttering chick, no way. Can't compare. Santana?
1: <gasps> Santana's hot. Santana's
2: pretty hot.
0: Yeah, but she's Santana's hot. hot because she's sexy, not because she's beautiful.
1: Also, I think okay, that Okay, you might got me the, on that one. No, no, no. I mean, she's, kind of
0: she's really, she is really pretty, Santana. Do you
1: know that the girl who plays Tina, the stuttering chick, her name is Jenna Ushkowitz?
2: <laughs> oh, really? Ishkowitz.
1: <laughs> Ushkowitz.
2: That is I swear to that's you. doesn't work.
1: I know. <laughs> that's an orc. <laughs>
0: hey, way to bring it back
2: to magic. I said it didn't work, but yeah, I said orc. Oh, oh, oh okay. So imagine. Her it.
1: name is Jenna Ushkowitz. I'm pretty sure she might be Jewish.
2: Doesn't look that's Jewish. funny.
1: No, not so much.
2: I want to stay away from Jewish shows. She's
0: pretty. You know what's funny is her name on the show is uh,
1: Tina Cohen Chang.
0: Cohen Chang, yeah. So she got uh, oh, so it's like Jewish is in there too. But it's funny how she only has an Asian last name as her character name, not her real name. Little Glee uh, trivia here: the one that plays um, uh, Brittany S. Pierce, um, Heather Morris, she was one of she was the third dancer when Beyonce was did doing her um, all the single ladies dance at the. Uh, uh, Grammys or Arizona. I do
2: recall I, that. And she's again. genius.
0: She is
2: amazingly. She proved why people can dance. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: I think Vanilla Ice proved that long ago. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> you got me.
0: Okay, so yeah, so that's the Glee issue. So now uh, I want uh, people to gonna have to to weigh in on that. I'm one. looking at pictures of her
1: now. I mean, she's pretty.
0: Yeah. She's
1: she's pretty. I just don't, I don't like blondes.
0: They're not my flavor
2: either. but I'm not uh, a
1: fan of blondes.
2: But What's your female type? She transcends. Yeah, Um
1: Not, not in terms of intellect, because I don't think she has one, but Megan Fox is beautiful. What? what do you Maybe mean her what?
2: personality turns me off really badly.
1: I don't know. Yes. I don't think she even has one. I mean, I don't.
2: She's ungrateful. That's, is that a personality trait? Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: yes.
2: So there you go. That's true. Hmm.
1: Ooh, mm. Ash- Ashwara rise is, is beautiful.
2: Mm. Ashwara? Are those her real eyes colors?
1: Yes, they are her. Re- that is her real eye color.
0: Ashwara. Okay. Normally, I would I would mind uh, diverting away from magic, but if we're talking about hot chicks, I'm, I'm sure we got a lot of our listeners still uh, paying attention. But
3: well, I, I'll send I you the links. According according to a comment that we got on the MTG cast board, uh, Mark's uh, Mark's got yep. some. Uh... Mark's
1: got some fans. If you want <laughs>
3: Guys, I'm just trying to pull my weight. I <laughs> want <weight. laughs> <laughs> to generate a new call for Ten, minutes, ten <laughs> minutes in, and I'm in love with Mark in a very homoerotic way. Wow, Thanks, Matt.
0: Uh, you know, that means you could probably Matt, be thank you. get that kind of reaction.
2: Guys, it, it's a whole entire like segment of the market that we're hitting now. Totally. you got <laughs> so to get used to fame,
0: something. Mark, now that you're on this oh,
2: show. yeah. <laughs> I'll take it any way it comes. There you go.
1: That's what he, she said.
0: Wow. Whoa. <laughs> now uh speaking of Mark, we had a we had a question. Um uh, of the two questions I got about you on the on the, the website, uh one I had to um I had to delete. It was it was too too adult. But the second one uh was from <laughs> our friend uh Jars who's from the Philippines, he's a fan of the show, friend of the show, um and uh an artist that actually awesome. sent in Yeah, who is awesome. And uh, sent in a really cool uh, character illustration of of the four of us, which I don't know how he
2: got all those pictures. I...
1: He got them from Facebook. I asked him.
2: Ah. But how do you get my last name? <laughs> um.
1: Are you okay? Are you fr- friends with who's friends with who's friends with them? Mm. All
2: of us. I'm yeah. friends with Christian and Brian and you.
1: If he, if he's yeah. friends, with, are you, is he friends with Brian and Christian? Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah, then I'm friends with Brian and Christian, so that's where he would he would get them.
0: So we could just look at any of our friends and look for Mark. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Jars, you went on your way. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I thought I like it was awesome. I
1: made I made it my avatar on the forums.
2: Oh, you didn't mention he did make um, a caricature of all our yeah. profile pics yep. on Facebook. Don't oh, like a assistant? profile pic? ringmaster. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Brian <laughs> <He> does. <laughs> does look like a ringmaster. Yeah, I love it.
1: <laughs> he looks like a creepy... Kind of sleazy circus <laughs> ringmaster, which is exactly what he looks like in real life. So,
3: awesome. I don't know yeah, you guys, you guys can check it out. What, was, what was the uh, what was the topic that was too, too adult that you had to cut out? Or oh,
0: they know? were imagining. Uh, they were just saying that he would be uh, really good in in, in in certain films, in certain shows.
3: Uh,
4: <laughs>
0: next, some with George Clooney and, uh, and acrobats. Uh, I don't know. But it was it was very it was a compliment, but uh, I, I was afraid it's flagged. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Missed
0: something? No, no, it never, uh, never happened. <laughs> now I have a feeling that it might. So the other question was, uh, Mark, you were, um, you are uh, Filipino as well as Jar. <laughs>
1: Mark, no. do you have Filipineness?
2: Oh yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> to the, um, the Filipino population. That's
1: how Christian wrote it.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> right here right here in the
1: comments. What are we going to talk it, about? Right here in the comments, Mark's we're talking Filipinas. about Mark's Filipinus. No. You have to say it slow or it sounds really bad.
2: Filipinus. Man, it's
1: Filipinus. Just to
2: answer the question, the
1: awesome. jars,
2: I am Filipino, mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see, you know, a lot of other Filipinos uh, playing Magic the Gathering. And there happens to be a lot of artists that, that seem to be in the Philippines because I had some... Uh, I think Brian saw my commissioned altered magic cards, mm-hmm. and those are done in the Philippines too by uh, Poxy from MT, MTG Salvation. Oh. So apparently artists in the Philippines that play magic, a common thing. Hmm. Badass. Well, cool. Well, here's,
0: here's, uh, here's cheers to uh, those in the Philippines, so I will now take a sip in honor of uh, Philippines. Thank you, Jars. Ah, thank you, Jars. Okay, what else we got here? We got Cherise is an awesome singer from the Philippines.
2: So on. <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> so nowhere, it's but
1: more so. Glee stuff.
0: While we're in the Philippines. Sure. While we're talking. Can the Philippines? I just
1: point out that the person bringing Glee into this podcast is not me. It's Christian.
0: Uh, you brought it in. No, I can't even blame you. You brought it it's in. It's because it was playing in the other room, and then that was that out, out, atrocious <laughs> comment you made that she's not It was pretty. playing in the other room. Yeah, I wasn't
3: watching it. it
0: was My wife's different. watching it as we speak. Of course, I kind of. Actually, no, what
1: it. he said was that it was playing and that it was killing him. That He had to podcast instead of watching it.
0: I, I, have no, I do not recall. On <laughs> advice.
1: I'm pretty sure we were recording at that point. <laughs> so.
0: Since I edited, I can say that I did. did will I think
1: Brian was out. recording, too.
3: I also am recording. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, so I, skipped haven't, over. I haven't gone back over the last podcast to see what all uh, what all stuff Christian has uh, deleted yet. But uh, Well, history serves... It'll be quite interesting when I do. Uh oh.
1: <laughs> so we skipped over one of the one of the user answers to our question from last week.
0: We did, we did. I just had to. Well, you know, sometimes the the show flows as it flows. But uh, you want to <laughs> read that one, Debbie? Do You want to read Pana the Hanooga. other? Yep. Read it.
1: That was it. I I thought Alara was the best multiplayer block. I won't read the rest of it. <laughs> what? Oh uh, sure, why not? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so many good multiplayer games are good, I suppose. <laughs> okay.
0: That is what he wrote.
1: <laughs> it's exactly what he wrote. I mean, and I guess it's a, it's a valid answer. It's just funny because mm-hmm. he said it was Alara, and then gave no justification.
0: For yeah, it. I don't know why. Uh, I suppose. Uh, yeah, which is extra funny because like now he's on this national podcast. Uh, <laughs> his little comment that he didn't even podcast. really back up. Oh yeah, that's the important word. I said it in italics too. So uh,
2: okay, so they both said Alara. So they the, both the, said Alara. Yeah, yeah. So what card? Because maybe I'm not too familiar with the set, but what good multiplayer cards would you guys pick from the Alara block or set?
0: I think because of the colors, there were there were the because there were the shards. It really f- made it accessible for people to play three colors uh, and not lose the game just trying to fix their mana. It made it realistic to actually play those, and uh, so, but uh, individual cards. I don't know. What do you think, Brian? Uh,
3: I, I think I think it was more. I mean, if you look at it, the two the two sets were shards and uh, uh, Ravnica, Plots? right? Ravnica, yeah. Which, uh-huh. which were multicolored blocks. So, and that's that's basically one of Wizards' uh, you know things that they go to that they say or one of the most popular things that they do. So. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the perception that they're great multiplayer bo- blocks is just because they were great blocks, right? With a with a mechanic that people loved. I mean, there there's good multiplayer cards in every in every block. I mean, if you go back to you know, Kamigawa or more than, I mean, you'll find you'll find stuff that's that's useful and good. But a lot of people they'll have like two color decks or three color decks, and then they'll get a card that's you know under costed, but because it's two or three colors, it they can get it in, and they can make it work, and they can roll with it.
0: Yeah. But so many something? good, and the, the amount of like flavor... I didn't
3: answer your question.
0: <laughs> yeah. You avoided it in such a way that uh, we didn't even notice that you didn't answer. It. <laughs> you
1: should <laughs> sure. be a politician.
0: <laughs> yes. But there were so many. I'm just scrolling through. There was just... It was a great set because it had so much flavor. Like, you really... Felt that you were that there was these three separate shards that were in the beginning they were isolated from the others and they had their own flavor like complete good flavor and they said because Some
3: people felt that there were five shards
0: oh I mean shards of three colors in each shard I'm sorry
3: okay. right right right
0: yeah of the five shards
3: <laughs> some would say
0: but anyway there were it was a it was a really good shard I don't know I mean it was a really good uh, uh, set and uh, yeah that's true. I agree with myself. Okay, we okay. have. Um, <laughs> oh, we uh, Debbie, you are. Somebody needs to. Oh. Uh, I got here that you are that Debbie is strongly considering going to Nashville for the Magic event.
4: Hey, I think
1: I'm going.
0: Cool. What's up with that?
1: Uh, there's a bunch of people that I know who are going.
0: What's the I Magic met... event, Deb? Yeah, which event? I don't know. Brian, <laughs> it's just,
1: it's in Nashville. Grand Prix. Thank you. Ah. It's that one.
0: That one, obviously.
1: There's, um, when I went down to Dallas for a week, my idea of doing Dallas, of course, is finding an F&M.
2: Doing Dallas.
1: I I did Dallas. I did Dallas hard. Mm -hmm. I did an F&M. So (laughs) I went... (laughs) I did an F&M! So I went to an F&M and met some really awesome people. Cool. Um, one of them actually, uh... I can't say his name because his name is really hard to say. It's actually – His name's Christian. His first name's Christian. But his last name is... Good first I know name. I'm going to get it wrong. It's like Floodstrom, and then the last name, Floodstrom Sconce or Sconce, something like that. Anyway, for obvious reasons, everybody calls him CF, CFS. Okay. So he won his PTQ the other day. So he's going to Paris, Cool. I guess. And uh, he and his team from the game store down there that I went to are going to be in Nashville. Sweet, and a lot of other people that I know from playing Magic Online.
0: Awesome.
1: Has anyone been playing Magic Online lately? Why? Where? When you open it up on the splash screen at the beginning, there's a really, 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 really hot cat chick with huge cleavage.
2: I'm so gonna download Duma. that game now. Download the game.
1: <laughs> she's got a cat. Got some face. type of
2: fetish in Japan. It has to be. She's
1: she like a oh, cat. Totally face, right. So she's like half half uh, human, half cat features. And then she has an outfit on that is like Janet Jackson, Wardrobe Malfunction City.
0: Oh, I think as we as people listen to this, I think uh, 1,500 people just signed up and downloaded it. So do they usually have like a splash screen of like cool art or something?
1: Yeah, but it's usually, it's usually the art from one of the cards. And, you know, when it was the Eldrazi, then it was a big Eldrazi thing. And I don't know where this cat chick's from, but.
0: huh? That? Nice. That's cool. So we have Kemba. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Kemba. Is it Kemba? Is it? Oh, okay. From yeah. the set. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, no. I'll look I'll look up Kemba and I'll tell you if it's her.
2: Mm-hmm. That's... Could be Kemba. I mean, how many she fits the cat
1: display? chicks with lots of cleavage can there be?
2: It's a pretty good card for EDH, I think. It could be.
4: Yeah.
1: Car Regent, is that yep. her or Mhm. Oh yeah, it's totally her. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I thought it was like Miri Cat Warrior, that hot picture that they uh, of her in that one card. Anyway, I digress. So we have a uh, contest that is going on currently where you can win many, many packs. What is it? 20, 20
2: packs is the uh, the winning. Twenty, packs for, first 20 place. packs for first place.
0: And then we got ten packs for second place and five packs for third place. That's exactly right. I, I think that's a lot of prizes. I think we're pretty awesome.
2: <laughs> it's a lot of prizes, and I you know the contest is is relatively. I don't want to use the word easy, but it just takes a little bit of of imagination, creativity, mm-hmm. and you can enter almost. What, how many times, under? Uh, six. six. We said six, six One times? for each color
0: and an artifact if you wanted to.
2: Basically, the contest, guys, if you haven't heard about it, is, uh, you create a multiplayer mechanic. And the word mechanic can be, I guess, it could be something like, um, how First Strike is a mechanic or, um, Metalcraft in Scars of Mirrodin mm-hmm. is a mechanic. Um, alternate casting costs, we had a discussion about that on the forums, could be, um, kind of like a mechanic that you guys can play off of. It doesn't have to be described by a single word, uh, but some type of printable mechanic on a card that really is tailor-made for (laughs) multiplayer play. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe we have a thread on our forums, avancardshow.com forums, Mm -hmm. that they can see the rules and and, uh, some user-submitted ideas that that people are posting up and discussing. So you can maybe get some ideas right off the forums. Um, yep. or you can also just email us directly some, some of uh, your thoughts if you want to keep it super secret which is cool mm-hmm. um, but yeah guys it's it's 20 packs for first place um, 10 packs for second place 5 packs for third place the contest is going to be um, until the 3rd of November so I believe this podcast is going to be um, played on
0: this one's, one's going to come first, out the first on uh, the
2: 1st of October, of November yeah Ish. So guys, when you do hear this Latest. podcast, you have two days to get your submissions in. Go to the forums, adventcardshow dot com. Gotta do it. I'll sign up. Yeah, sign up for the forums, and uh, not only will you be able to post your ideas, but you also be able to discuss and ask questions in regards to podcasts and the host itself on the forums, guys. Sweet. Yeah. There you go. Definitely. Um, by the way, packs are prizes are courtesy of Miss Deb. Woo hoo! So, <laughs> let's give her a hand. So much Deb for being so generous. Woo! You're
0: she's like the benefactor. She's like in uh, Charlie's Angels, you know, the, the 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 guy that you never quite see, and he's always like kind of funding their uh, operations. She's like that.
1: Does Except that she's very get much in the forefront.
0: <laughs> and and a, a woman, and uh, and nothing like that guy. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, yes, and and uh, so now we have. A, um a bit of an interesting um thing I was very interested in this whole thing the uh the great designer search too and um we had Which a kind of
1: where we got the idea for the contest
0: mm-hmm true yep uh, good good segue Debs so um Thanks. yes so um let's see um who wants to uh Brian give us a little synopsis a quick reminder of the uh of the de- right. of the uh, designer challenge
3: so so uh, GDS 2 uh, is uh, a sequel to GDS 1 where Wizards of the Coast uh, basically, al- al- I don't want to say like a game show almost or like a, like an apprentice or whatever, but they basically have uh, people uh, jump through various hoops uh, uh, in an interview process uh, for a internship, a uh, six-month paid internship. And uh, so the first part was an essay test to kind of weed out the people who, who weren't really serious, you know, because you know, it's, a, it's a pretty big barrier of entry when you have, like, what's it, like, 12 questions, 250 words per answer, that kind of thing.
0: Essay questions, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, then there's a multiple choice, uh, which has been done and completed for, like, a week and a half now, kind of thing, uh, and then they have uh, the the... Uh, the, the contestants, I almost said the players. Um, the contestants have <laughs> to have to uh, design design a, a not necessarily a world, but they have to create cards for that world. They can get help off of the, the wiki website, and then from that it's going to be narrowed down to eight people, and they're going to do the same thing that they did the last time, where they're going to give them hoops and design challenges, and then comment on them publicly so we get to read. Um, cool. So, one of the things that they did was on this Monday, they actually posted the test on the Wizards website. I think you could have gotten it elsewhere prior but i didn't really mess with that i don't think any of you guys did either
1: yeah i, I saw no. it about a week ago
3: oh you did mm-hmm. all right so we all took it we mm-hmm. all took the test um i guess i took mine yesterday at work mm-hmm. uh i think uh mark was it you took yours at work too this morning this morning yes deb you took yours at work in we're going to call it at work yes and Christian,
0: I was under duress as well. I didn't know it was going to be as difficult as, as it was. All
2: right. So,
0: it was no no joke.
2: It was a lot of reading. Yes. I can tell you that. <laughs> yes. And I definitely opposed that. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of you know doing this as a team effort kind of situation, I did partake and yeah. I, I, I guess I should have read the whole question before answering, and I got like a yeah. 23 out of it. I'm like.
0: I think we all did not too well.
2: I <laughs>
1: think I, I did fantabulously.
3: Fantab- I Brian did. I got I oh. had had I entered uh I would have I would have made it past the cutoff. I got a forty-five.
2: How many questions oh, were that? Nice. Fifty. Fifty? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you needed forty-four to pass and I so I got half of that. <laughs> I got a, an F.
1: <laughs> well I I omitted all of the questions for my own scoring purposes. I omitted all the questions that had to do with sets that I never played with.
2: Yeah, I just—I <laughs> would like um. any, <laughs> meeny, money. Yep, you're good. Well, I wasn't going to go old back puns, and learn like... about
1: these sets just to take these tests. So there was three questions in there that had to do with like sets and blocks that, and they were asking about like design like flavor, and I'm, I have no idea because you yeah. know I don't play with the ugly cards.
2: Enchantment block. I was like, I thought of Saga because it had. What
3: was the
0: answer on that one, Brian? Did it say?
2: It was a uh, it was uh, Urza
3: saga. Yeah. yeah. That's... They, they they they've actually said quite a lot that you know, the most a lot of the popular cards out there are artifacts. Mm-hmm. So they they've made the comment that it's like, you know, guys, it really was jam enchantment block. Enchantment, you know <laughs>
4: hey,
3: you know, no pay no attention to all the cool broken artifacts. Yeah,
0: it was a pretty broken set though. And that was you skipped that one in your collection in your collecting and playing, didn't you, Brian?
3: Yes. Yes. That sucks. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh, also, I should add stuff. about this test. I uh, like Debbie. I admitted a few. I admitted the ones that I didn't know, and so I actually got a hundred percent.
4: So. <laughs> I
3: did. I had. Oh, I had holy one, crap! There was there was one question where it was like they they gave it a, an enchantment and they were like, "Can you turn this into an equipment with a minor tweak?" You I mean you, looked at it and I was like, "The answer was yes or no." I was like, "Yeah, you can. It'll suck, but yeah, you can it. click." <laughs> And then it goes the answer. It's like, no. The reason why we wouldn't do it is because it would suck. And I'm like, <laughs> what the? Uh, you okay. didn't ask
0: whether it was gonna suck. You yeah. Said, hey, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Now I got I got 36 out of the 47, which which came in which came out to a 38, which I thought was fantastic given that. And I know this is blasphemy to a lot of people, but I don't really care about flavor.
4: Hmm. I know. You're and over I think two. I would. Today.
1: I think I would play Magic. I know, right? I don't think Hunter <laughs> Bryce hot, and I don't care about Magic flavor. Yeah. I think I would play even if the, it was just numbers.
0: What we should have done is done the uh, the great do. the great podcast host search a little bit better. We should is... have vetted <laughs> a bit better.
3: You actually you don't you don't necessarily care about flavor dev, like whether or not it's a you know a legendary creature or a zombie giant or something like that. But you know stuff like how mechanics work together, right? Like, if if you make a creature... Yeah, but if
1: they, they like, started making red cards that had the flavor of blue cards, I wouldn't care.
0: You wouldn't know, or you wouldn't care?
1: I would probably notice, but I wouldn't care. And so I don't pay a lot of attention to that kind of stuff.
3: You like the mechanics... You wouldn't have have a problem if your pretty green creatures were suddenly black?
1: I mean, I'd be sad, but I'd find other green stuff. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Would care if you were sad.
1: I mean, I'd be, I'd be sad, but I'd go play them.
2: I see what Brian's saying, though, like the, see, the flavor like determines the color, right? Yeah. that's one part. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. Right.
3: I mean, they, they they say they say like the the color the the colors define as not only what the cards can do, but what they can't do. Because if everything could do everything, then why why have colors?
0: Right, because one of the questions was there's a two two creature. Which casting cost is it definitely not? And it was like a white in a colorless, a green in a colorless, a blue in a colorless, a black in a colorless, and a red in a colorless. And it was a blue in a colorless because, well, I'm pretty sure, because blue creatures aren't so strong. They're usually fatter in the bottom, and then you don't really have a lot of power. And there's, I don't think there's any blue vanilla creatures for, that are that are bears, whereas the other colors, I think there are, except for maybe red.
2: But I selected blue on that, too. Yeah. Was that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Makes sense to me. You're not creature-based, really. Mm.
1: Now the question is, what is what was the best question on this test? I already know the answer to this one.
2: Hmm. Uh, uh,
3: best question? Question?
4: Hmm. hmm. Um,
0: None of them? I liked it when they, when they talked about four philosophies that were the flavor of four out of the five colors, which color was not represented by one of those uh, philosophies. That was kind of cool. Because they don't, it's not just like, oh, I like death and decay. That's black. I like growth and leaves and that's green. You know, it was like more than that. It was like, it was like my destiny, a person's destiny unfolds in a certain pattern. And the other one is like, why, uh, when you look at the world, some people like to change it. Some people think it's good the way it is. And like a lot of different.
2: Oh, I remember that question. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I probably failed that one. (laughs) That was, that was pretty
0: cool. But Debbie, you don't get into the whole flavor of the whole thing? Nah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I right. just
1: like the numbers. Like There's a segment numbers. That's,
2: that's exactly like Deb that play just to play the game yeah. with what they got, with, with what they're shown. The flavor, the most flavor they're going to get into is the flavor text of a card.
3: I personally. don't know. I think I think you would you would if they if they opened it up, I think you'd miss a lot of the, uh, uh, the choices.
0: Yeah. yeah, you don't know how good you got it, Deb.
1: <laughs> I'll take your word for it.
0: If it wasn't there. So
1: he, so here's what I think the best question on this, this quiz. Well, well, first of all, the ones that referred to Mimsy Borogov were awesome because that's an Alice in Wonderland reference.
0: <laughs> Mimsy. And I,
1: and I love them. All oh, Mimsy were the Borogovs. It's from the Jabberwocky poem. It's fantastic.
4: Mm.
0: The
1: best question is number 50, which is from a design standpoint, what is the most realistic threat to magic's long-term health?
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, and, number and it e.
1: was complexity creep, creative limitations, running out of block themes, running out of design space for individual cards. And then E was Mark Rosewater.
4: <laughs>
1: now, the great part is if you showed the answers, 15 people who took the test answered Mark Rosewater.
4: <laughs>
1: 657 or 83% answered complexity creep, which is right. And then like 5 and 3 and 8% answered the other ones. And then 15 people
3: you know, I wonder if, submitted those are, it with Mark Rosewater. <laughs> if those are people that have just gone through the test and they know that they've blown it. They'd have to be. <laughs> and or so... that's
0: his buddies.
1: <laughs> and did you guys read what he said back? So he had some little notes, and he said, Creat- creative limitations aren't a major design threat. Running out of block names or individual card space is something that many people in the outside seem to worry about. But as someone in his 15th year of making Magic, I'm convinced that Magic has more years in its design life than I have. Fifteen people seem to think that I'm the greatest threat, but if I haven't been able to kill the game in fifteen years, I don't like my chances.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's every every time they That's every awesome. time an announcement comes out, it's always
2: Mark Rosewater is killing Magic.
0: <laughs> I like his articles, though. I I don't know. I think it's cool.
2: They're very long.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they, have, oh, they have all those things made up of letters. I don't, what they <laughs> I don't like those long sentences words, words. <laughs> There's too many of those things that make me read.
2: Well, are you, uh, you guys... Know that
1: takes courage to come out as being anti-words.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm taking this position. It's a different I... platform to, to,
0: to defend. All right. Now, are you guys ready for this? It's well, today's main so,
3: topic. So, uh, basically... Everybody was doing uh, 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 reviews of Scars of Mirrodin, and since we have a, a multiplayer bent, we're going to do the same thing: multiplayer mm-hmm. review of, or we're going to look at some of the cards that we think are, are very good multiplayer cards in, uh, in Scars of Mirrodin. However, we're going to do it in a slightly different format. Yep. Instead of uh, us giving a card and then talking about it, we're going to do debates. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, so it's like have, a
0: Scars of Mirrored in a main event.
3: We have six pairs of cards, uh, each uh, picked out, and we're going to have two people debate the cards. It's going to be timed. All right. And uh, then at the end of each round, I guess, uh, the judges, which will be the other two people, will say, who they, who, uh, will say which card they think is the better card. Based on
2: the uh the debate sounds good
3: all right awesome. so i guess uh mark and i are first we we drew the lottery of uh deb just putting it in the list in <laughs> <order>. <laughs> not, not random at all um so deborah are you gonna be uh are you, are you ready
1: i am and i'm ready
3: all right when so you are this will be i guess the first one is uh, I'm going to be arguing. I'm going to take the pro. I mean, I guess it's not quite a, a true debate format like they do in <laughs> high school or college. But I'm going to take exsanguinate,
4: and Mark mm-hmm. is going to
3: take worm coil engine. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? So, so it's going to be it's going to be 60 seconds for me, then 60 seconds for Mark, and then we'll have a rebuttal period.
4: Mm. Rebuttal. Um, you said but.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And meanwhile, I am so hoping that this doesn't suck as an idea. <laughs> no, dude, I like it already. I think it's be awesome.
2: All right. It's going to be amazing. All right. Are you ready?
1: Yes. On your mark. Get set. Go.
3: All right. Let's talk about Exsanguinate for 2 Black and X. Each opponent loses X life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. This is incredibly swingy. It can take you from a losing position and put you into a winning position against multiple people on the field instantly. Bam! Bam. Bam. Seven mana, you're up. Fifteen life, everybody's down five. You tie that in with other cards like Sanguine Bond, and you're hitting somebody for a lot of damage. My esteemed colleague over here is going to try and tell you that Worm Coil Engine is a good card, but you know what? It's going to take you six mana and four attacks to, marry, to give you the same thing that this card is going to give you in one swoop. All right, people can block a Worm Coil Engine; they, they can't block an Exsanguinate. It's going to come out. You're going to use some old school black uh, mana acceleration, slam it down, and five seconds. Bam. Absolutely obliterate your opponent. Mark sucks.
2: <laughs>
3: Why is so much of that true? <laughs>
2: Talk
0: about using every second. That was awesome, and That Brian... was
1: all one word. Absolutely <laughs> obliterate your opponent. And Mark sucks.
0: And, Mark sucks. And, and And Brian, I gotta say, I heard a little, a little, uh, a little Jeff Irwin in there, and uh, it was beautiful. A little Old bit Je- of an accent.
3: Jeff Irwin.
0: Yeah, the guy That's from Jeff uh, the Irwin. Magic Show. There's a
3: Evan Irwin.
0: Evan Irwin. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, lo- I had to look it up real quick because I forgot. But there's a guy actually with named uh, named name Jeff Irwin who is Jeff actually. Irwin
1: is that nature guy, right? No, that's Steve <laughs> <the team> Irwin. <laughs> Off, topic. <laughs> Off topic.
3: So which <laughs> Irwin right? is it? Hold which on, yeah. Irwin? Set the timer for Mark. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. You ready? Mark, Ir- mark Irwin.
2: I'm ready as I can ever be, yeah. man. Okay,
1: there's a dude it, named Jeff, and he goes out in the wild, and then there's Steve Irwin, who died to a Stingray, and on your mark, get set, go.
2: Guys, I'm going to be talking about Wyrmquil Engine and why it's superior to, I can't pronounce card, Exanguate, or whatever that is. First of all, it's say. a black card, guys. Not everyone plays black decks. Wyrmquil Engine is a colorless artifact creature. You can put that in any deck that you make. That just makes more sense as being the best multiplayer card in Scars and Mirrodin, which is what I think we're talking about here, guys. It's a 6-6 six, 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 six for 6. It's, like they say, it's every man's side and This card is amazing. It resists wrath effects. It comes back in two pieces of three threes with uh, Death Touch and Life Link on two different creatures. So when it comes back after a wrath effect or something like that, it's even more resistant to spot removal. This card has the ability to... Ability to change games, you know, down the line, insanguate. It's like a one shot type of thing. Oh, I get a bunch of life right now, but everyone's gonna hate on me. Everyone's gonna attack the person who just five seconds dirty life and Worm Engine is gonna win every game in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Time
0: holy right. wow. I wanna right. go buy four of each of those cards.
3: <laughs> All right. Ready for the rebuttal?
1: You have thirty mm-hmm. seconds and go.
3: All right. First off, are you going to listen to a guy that can't even pronounce my card as to whether or not he thinks he's – he already <laughs> admitted that he doesn't heed. The gloves are off. Yeah. So, he- so he probably doesn't even know what my card says, all right? Um, you know, And he says, like, oh, well, this card's going to down, and gonna- I'm going to cast Exanguinate, and everybody's going to hate on you. Well, it doesn't matter because everyone's going to be dead in one fell swoop. They're going to go from 10 to 0 to dead just like that, just like I did to you, Mark.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh wow that's so not gonna happen <laughs> Ooh, he's not out yet folks
4: <laughs> oh wow
1: are you ready mark
2: um i'm ready and go Basically, he's lying, guys. How can <laughs> one card one, kill everyone on the board? It's just not possible. He has to have a combo. He has to have Sanguine Bond and weight I can't pronounce it. I'll drop out. Awesome. What can I say? Warm <laughs> pull Engine, like I said, guys, in every deck you make, you can put this in and use it as your win condition. That's why it's the best card and it will be the best card for many years to come. And that's, all I have to say, guys, that's how strong my argument is. <laughs> oh. five,
1: five seconds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> This is of... really hard, Debbie.
0: I don't know how we're going to. Uh, the, the remaining two people have to be the judges. Wow. Wow. Can we wait to the think... end?
1: I don't know. I think we have to declare a winner. I don't know if we're going to be able to remember that far back.
0: <laughs> Shoot. That's <laughs> really. <clears throat> well, when when Mark said that you can put it in any deck, I mean that that was that was really good. That's but the a, whole. But then. I mean, then you have the other uh, statistic of uh, that Mark sucks. So
1: there was the there was the Mark sucks factor. <laughs> I mean,
2: illiterate college dropout guys. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to believe that? I don't know.
1: I <laughs> mean, in the spirit of the debate, Brian was definitely meaner.
2: That's true. So, so I was keeping it classy, guys.
0: Keeping it classy.
1: Keeping it classy.
0: Okay, I, I gotta go with classy. I gotta go with uh, with uh, the dirt coil engine.
1: <laughs> um, coil. Worm Coil mm-hmm. um, yeah I gotta go with keeping it classy too I think
4: oh, oh and, wow you know. shut out
0: that was a very close one
1: you <laughs> see here's the problem with this we didn't really think this through
4: because <laughs>
1: there's <laughs> there's <up> this, <laughs> which is so unusual for us mm-hmm. but we didn't really think this through because basically the judges the two judges that are left have to be unanimous
3: <laughs> right. how, you know, how about how about the one that keeps a uh, keeps score has a slight edge? So I guess, but then it really the other person's vote doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's <laughs> keeping score all the time. So
1: basically, so basically, it would have to be the person who is
3: keeping score it has to be the judge, or maybe the other the other one because the scorekeeper is paying attention to the time instead of listening. Maybe I don't know. This I is a really
0: that. this is a really tough uh, decision, and I won. More than one game in the pre-release because of Worm Coil Engine, and uh, so I love that card. So I think that might have biased me a little bit.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I lost a lot of
3: games to it. So I mean, I love Ex. You shouldn't have let those people sneak their pre-release cards. In their <laughs> <world>. <laughs> Did
0: yeah. you notice the pre-release card and the real card look very similar? Hmm? Yeah.
3: Just mirror images. Kind of. Warm Coil Engine in single player is much better than Exsanguinate.
2: Multiplayer, no, not so much. Man, me, it costs six. You'll have to cast a sanguate for like 60 million. Sanguate, I
0: love how you say that.
2: <laughs> it's so much ex- cooler sang- I'm sorry, I don't even know how to spell it. Ex- it means bloodletting. Exsanguinate. Oh, I got you. Like sanguine bond, okay. was it blood? Yes. Like blood, like... Rem- like uh, blood. Yes.
4: All
2: yeah, right. Am not good with root words? Round two.
1: All right, so are we saying the winner is Mark?
3: I, I, think Mark I hope so. Guess. I don't really have much of an argument. Other than how do you, how Mark do you sucks. Other than Mark The judges Sterling. want to be wrong. That's X not, that's and then
1: not sanguinate because sanguinate's an actual
2: word. X sanguinate.
0: Okay, Actually, I'm S-a-n. sure
2: exsanguinate is a word.
0: It's an awesome
3: word. A word. Yeah. You've
2: ever played Call of Cthulhu?
3: <laughs> well, it matters. No, I, I mean have a real world in, in real
1: life. Well, it not... is a
3: real. It is a real word in real life.
1: I know that's what I'm saying.
0: As
3: opposed to a real world in fake life. Yep.
1: As opposed to a real word in magic, which is not actually real life.
0: You know, Brian does have a point there. It says each opponent loses X life. You gain life equal to the life loss this way. That is actually a multiplayer card, whereas Worm Coral Engine is just a badass
2: uh, well, card. Well, too late.
0: Too, oh, I already put my ballot in. Everyone,
2: see this thing. Everyone runs some kind of creature beat as a win condition, so it's well, a But creature. here's the
1: question. Are we determining the winner based on the argument or based on the card?
3: Based the on argument. whatever criteria you want. The
1: all right, argument. then Mark wins because
3: you're real mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah, criteria. All right. Cool, I then when I'm it's gonna my move. turn, then I think I'm going to lose all of these. Cause I'm...
0: <laughs> <laughs> when it's my turn and uh, Debbie's, Debbie's the uh, judge, I'm going to say, well, I really have to hand it to my very nice, kind um, opponent here. And if I lose, I'm still okay because I'm happy enough to be here in this contest with
3: him. Well, then why don't we move on so we can get to you doing that? <laughs> well, let's do that.
0: I'm in the Unreal.
3: next one. All oh. right. Am I, Brian, I, you're the Debra- timer. All right. Here we go. This is Christian with Indomitable Archangel versus Deborah with True Conviction. Christian, you have 60 seconds. Begin. Bing.
0: Indomitable Archangel for two white and two colorless. Flying Metalcraft. Artifacts you control have shroud as long as you control three or more artifacts. The white is an artifact color um, that... Once you get these artifacts in play, it's pretty much you're going to protect yourself the same way Greater Oromancy protects your enchantments. It is 100%. It's a 4-4. Four, four, it's out of Lightning Bolt range. It is a beautiful card. Flies and it's a beater anyways. So 4-4 four, four flying as it is for four is a good deal. And the fact that it protects all your artifacts, because here's the problem, people. This is the problem that all of you deal with day to day. When you cast an artifact in a multiplayer game, you have multiple opponents with their whole hands with possibilities of destroying your artifacts and they could uh, and so you have all those different chances of those people doing that for every one turn of yours and to be able to protect them all is bonus that sucks
2: <laughs> very classy
1: <laughs> <laughs> super classy
3: all right tebra
1: mm-hmm
3: you have 60 seconds begin
1: all right, True Conviction, three and three white creatures you control have double strike and lifelink. This card will kick indomitable angel, archangels and any other cards ass. It gives every creature that you control double strike. Now, in this block, that means that you're giving double strike to creatures that are dealing wither and poison. So when you go up against a creature in the first strike combat step, you're dealing with her counters which means that by the second strike you're not even taking any damage which means that you're plowing through with poison and the indomitable archangel is going to be dead after about two swings and your opponent's going to be dead once all of his creatures die to the double strike and he's going to get 10 poison counters and it's awesome because it's white and i like to play white and that's what matters and christian sucks <laughs> and Christians a oh, Wino who probably can't even read the cards because he's got wine blurred vision. <laughs> <laughs> Personal
0: attack. Done. That's totally we- true. <laughs> see,
3: see, see, you fall into the same trap that I am. It's when you start running low on time. Yeah, well time's start, running out of better swinging for the kneecap. <laughs> i better
0: attack his character rogue with my remaining time. Oh. I got the rebuttal.
3: Ah, yes. All right. Have 30 seconds.
0: All right. uh, do I need to say naturalized? Do I need to say acidic slime? Back to nature. I mean, countless cards are just getting rid of enchantments and artifacts nowadays. you got Slice and Twain just came out. Solemn Offering, you just, you're going to destroy it. This is a very... You can even do it with, with an artifact now with Sylvak Replica. War Priest of Thune comes into play. Gone. And here's the problem, is that this card costs six. I mean, how many people in this economy can pay right. three White and three colorless? I mean, come on, it's easy, easy come, easy go.
3: Time. Good. All right, Deborah. You have 30 seconds. Again.
1: Well, it's true that true conviction will die to enchantment removal, but so will the Archangel to um, killing all the creatures, uh, any Day of Judgment, any wrath effects, or even a Contagion Engine putting a putting a minus one, minus one counter, and then proliferating it, so it's gone. And then I swing in with my creatures who have double strike and lifelink and are killing you with their poison counters. And, you know, the same arguments hold true. And Christian needs to crawl out of the Franzia box and recognize. (laughs) Stop.
0: Stop. Penalty there. (laughs) Penalty. No, no, Christian,
3: I, I I have a question. At the beginning of your rebuttal period, you were listing cards that destroyed artifacts or cards that destroyed enchantments.
2: Let me look. Not both, or just enchantments.
0: enchantments. No, I didn't say like shatter or whatever, but uh, slicing twain does enchantments. Uh, naturalized naturalized uh, artifact or enchantment. It just oh. it just seemed
3: like you were immediately going into back to dead. nature
0: and acidic you slime.
3: Were naming yeah. stuff that destroyed enchantments, and then you said, and uh, uh, indomitable archangel protects your artifacts. Okay, so okay, just a point of clarification.
2: Right. Thank you. Ah, uh, it's a, it's interesting. Um, I wish the the cards were more similar. I guess the same thing with Wormcrawl Engine and sure. Exanguate or whatever that card is. This is awesome. <laughs> but you need Invict to change it to that. Sounds like a better multiplayer card to me because, man, for having first strike and double strike, well, double strike is like first strike, but having double strike is just amazing. Yeah, it's kind of expensive to get out on the field, but yeah, it, it once it's once it's there, man, it's it's owning shit all yeah. over the place. So I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna have to give it to to Deborah.
2: I have to go with True Conviction on this and Deborah. Yeah.
4: Hmm. Hmm. Huh.
2: Good is it was really hard, Christian, to make a case versus true conviction. I can and, tell. and I don't want this
0: won't be the really- end of this, Debbie. And,
2: and- <laughs>
3: we're, uh, we're <laughs> we're said that, uh, you know, since Christian's a wino, if he wins, I don't want him to take his winnings and spend it on more booze. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because
4: mm.
1: you know, if we give Christian a pack, then he goes in, he sells it to some like 12-year-old kid, gets three bucks, and goes and gets a box of Frenzy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no kidding. It's a rough gig, man. Hey, All right.
0: Packs of magic cards. I'm up to two a day. <laughs> Two packs a day, wow. and that's horrible. <laughs>
3: Three, we have Mark. Oh, yes, hmm. Christian, are you ready to keep track of time?
0: Yes, I am. All
3: right, is it me? What yes, card is Mark? Pfft. Oh, it's mimic, mimic bad. bad versus Deborah with oh, contagion engine. I forgot what the card is. <laughs> I'm still in confidence there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'll be ready as soon as I can remember what this card is and
2: what it does. You
0: can look it up while she's talking about it, and then you'll be ready for your rebuttal. Um, boy, you I go, go first. Yeah, ago. he goes first. Right, okay. Right. I go first. All right. So you're ready?
2: Oh, so uh, yeah. just Set. It up. Go. Okay. Apparently this is an artifact. Um... <laughs> yes! Strong opener. Guys, basically, Mimic that turns uh, your deck's creatures and any other player's creatures into... Um, utility for, for your, for your gameplay, or whatever. Um, any creature that goes to the grave, or you can exile that creature temporarily and make copies of it by paying three mana and tapping that. So, let's say you have Sunblast Angel copied on this card. Anytime your p- opponent attacks you, tap Mimifat, get Sunblast copy into play, and all the creatures that are tapped die. And, or you can use this on Muldrifter, draw three, um, two cards for three mana, use, uh, Evoke, Abuse Evoke like Muldrifter and, um, Maw. And Nevermaker to lock down creatures and uh, bounce permanents back on top of people's library for soft locks and games. None of that is the, the best artifact in the whole set, I have to say. Even better than Wormcoil Engine, just because the utility provides people. And uh, I suggest you get four copies, possibly in foil. And that's all I got. There you go. How much time have we got left? Being,
0: yeah, pretty much. exact. Uh, no, are throw in
1: time.
0: a Debbie sucks. Uh, no, you don't <laughs> suck.
2: Um, oh, it's classy.
0: Classy points.
2: I don't want you to get the pity vote. This is not for classy points. This is. Oh. I don't want people to feel sorry for Debbie.
0: Nice. <laughs> Even classier. <laughs> All right, you ready for uh, your time, Deb? Sure, why not? Okay, ready? Three, two, one, a go.
1: My card is Contagion Engine, which is six colorless. When Contagion Engine enters the battlefield, put a negative one, negative one counter on each creature target player controls, and then four untap, tap, proliferate, then proliferate again. This card is... machine in multiplayer first of all when you're playing any sort of format where you have allies or teammates whether you're playing emperor or star or anything like that the proliferate allows you not only to add the the poison counters and to add the wither counters to somebody's creatures which you get when when it comes to the battlefield but it also allows you to pump up your your allies planeswalkers Hmm. if somebody's actually playing allies which is amazing you can actually pump up all of your allies so they all get bigger and bigger you can add counters to things like an ever-flowing chalice, yours, or your teammates, because basically you have the flexibility to choose any number of perma- permanents anywhere within your reach, which is fantastic, not to mention adding the 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 poison counters to your opponent.
0: Excellent. And that's a minute. Yep. How did you do know? Are hmm. you timing?
1: Yeah, I'm timing too. Okay, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I already know which one one mine is, Brian. So I shouldn't have said I don't know. Uh, but Brian, what do you think? You wanna?
2: Hey, hey, where's we our rebuttal? rebuttal?
0: Oh, oh, rebuttal. Yes, yes. We don't even say it on the on the on the first part. Mm-hmm. All right, we have a rebuttal, and it starts right now.
2: Basically, contingent. Con- was it Contagion engine? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's 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 just it isn't com- it isn't comparable to mim- mimic that in the sense of a power a power and. In- as a card goes, um, it has to have counters on something uh, like on planeswalkers or poison counters already on on players to really um, show its usefulness. And where Mimic Mat can take any creature that's in the graveyard or going to the graveyard, and you can facilitate that with Wrath effects or spot removal, and you know, two seconds get the usefulness immediately out of the card. Bing done. All right, W, are you ready for your rebuttals? Three,
0: mm-hmm. Three, two, one, a go.
1: Now, Contagion Engine is also immediately effective. You can put the 1-1 counters, the negative 1-1 counters on. As soon as it comes on, You can, uh, when you proliferate, you can, you're you already going to have counters on your Planeswalkers. You're already going to have counters on your Lux Cannons, which you can just keep popping up to blow up stuff. The Mimic Bat can bring back one creature. Well, one creature's not going to do much when you've got allies and planeswalkers that are being pumped up to where they have an inordinate number of counters, and that's why I mark sex.
4: Bing!
2: Jeez. <laughs> I wish you had another rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> A re-rebuttal? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. mimic that, guys. It's amazing, so that's why. Wait, um, wait, um, wait, amazing. wait, wait. Contingent. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you with us? You with us, for outside of the the thing. Um Exiling one creature is really good. Like it's karmic guide, by the way. So <laughs> yes. God,
1: stop, stop continuing. To the
3: case of
2: your so part. I'm just saying.
0: Just saying. What do you think, B? How did I'm it happen? I'm gonna to go?
3: have I'm gonna have to say See this is the thing. I think that Mimic Vat is a better card, but I think Debbie did a better job of arguing her point. Hmm. hmm.
4: Okay.
0: So you go you're you're
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go again with
0: so instead Debbie. of Team Edward, this time you're Team Debbie.
3: No, I'm going to go Team Debbie simply because simply I'm giving more, more credence to the actual debate. Cool. And, and, and Mark gets a minus for not throwing down a, a Debbie sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> gets a minus for that. Yeah. Well, I am going to base this 100% on Contagion Engine. It's absolutely my favorite card in the entire set. It's amazing. I have two decks already built with it, and I need to buy four more Contagion Engines so I can build them. And it would it's, it's impossible. The, the, but the, the thing is, Mimic Vat is incredible. Um, it's going to be really, really good in multiplayer. But Contagion Engine, the fact that you can proliferate twice and throw one one-on-one counters, which is good for old um, Shadowmoor, you know, Wither stuff, the one one-on-one counter thing, um, it's just, um, I, I, I just love it. No matter who would be talking about it, you didn't even have to say anything for the whole half hour, or uh, 30 seconds, and uh, a minute 30 it's contagion. isn't my favorite, and so. Debbie. Mm.
1: Yay. Mm. Spirit fingers. <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> okay, it's it's me versus B.
3: Alright. Oh.
2: Arrgh. Arrgh, flex. Flex. So on let me cards, look up what this crack card crack does again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're, we're doing uh, Steel Hellkite Hell for Brian versus Necrotic Ooze for Christian Guys. Is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It is. Alright. Well, Brian, whenever you're ready, give me a go.
3: All right. I'm ready.
2: And we're starting now.
3: All right. Steel Hellkite. Six mana, five, five, flyer. <laughs> things got... It's it's six colorless mana. It's an artifact creature. It's got uh, Sword of Fire. It's got brown breathing. Two colorless mana. Steel Hellkite <laughs> gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. That's not the most important thing about this card. Have you heard of Pernicious Deeds? Have you heard of Ratchet Bomb? Have you heard of Engineered Explosives? Well, this thing's got it. X mana, destroy each non-land permanent with converted mana cost X, whose controller was dealt combat damage by Steel Hellkite this turn. Activate this ability only once per turn. But who cares about that? Because once you hit them with it one time, they're done. They got they got obnoxious things. They got an Oblivion Ring on your creatures. Well, you hit them with this thing, three mana, bam, you got your creature back, your Oblivion Ring's gone. You know, they got one mana artifacts, kill them. They got two mana creatures, kill them. It's like, it's like this, thing, this thing leaves a, a wake of destruction in its path. I don't even need the extra time. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like a rap song. All right, we're done. <laughs> um, Christian, whenever you're ready.
0: I was born ready. Um, Go. <laughs> now, what, what I'm here to talk about is Necrotic Goose. And first of all, uh, my opponent sounded like he was more selling a sham. Wow. Than a uh, very expensive uh, flying flying uh, artifact creature, but what I'm looking at is Necrotic Ooze for two black two colas. As long as Necrotic Ooze is on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities of all creature cards in all graveyards. And when you read it, this is one of the cards that you really have to look at, and it just the mind just ravel[s] in, in multiplayer fondness of the ideas of all the different things that you could that you could play with it. It it, it there's there's uh, Kalita's Bloodchief of Get, play three black. Just tap destroy target creature. The best activated abilities of the game
2: five
0: on past creatures are here for you again in this card.
2: Oh, not five seconds. Ten seconds.
0: Brian sucks. <laughs> ten yeah. seconds? Yeah. Oh. Ten seconds. oh. And uh, and by the way, Nintuchuko Shade makes him into a shade. Oh. And Brian still sucks.
2: Very good. How does Nintuchuko Shade make him into a shade? Oh, no. It gives him it gives him boost ability. Okay. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Make some... Okay. All right. A- um, you want to go further for the rebuttal right yes. now, Brian? And up. go.
3: All right, so... Christian might tell you that Necrotic Goose is a good multiplayer card. This is a horrible multiplayer card, and I'll tell you exactly why. Lots of car- lots of creatures are going to end up in the graveyard, and you're going to be that idiot that every turn comes around. What's well, in people's graveyards? Can I look at your graveyard? Can I see what's in your graveyard? What well, just died? And that is going to get on people's nerves, and they're going to kill you. This card is straight-up obnoxious. It's obnoxious to play. It's obnoxious to have some- have seconds. to deal with somebody playing against it. And,
2: well, Christian sucks. Done. <laughs> Oh, you went a little over on that one. Wow! What?
0: Sounds like you went a little about 31 seconds on that one. We might have to deduct. Hold on, hold
2: on. You ready? No. You ready? One second. <laughs> What's my time. Um, Christian, you can go. Three, two, one, go.
0: I'm gonna put the Brian sucks in the beginning. What? First, one thing I gotta say about Steel Hellkite. Talk about a conditional card. It has to hit. It's six cast to, to six to cast. By that time, everybody's got a wall denial up. There's no way it's gonna hit. It's got half-assed fire breathing and doesn't even pump up the defense. Well, it's got a very conditional thing. Which you, if you happen to have the man open, it happens to hit. They happen not to have a wall, and you happen to have something that you want to kill with that. It's, it's baloney. Limitless options.
2: is what it's about. Uh, so you know, Steel Hulkhead versus Necrotic Ooze. Um, I'm going with Christians that you know it has to get in. And do combat damage. It's combat damage, right? Is that right? That, that specific wording? It is combat damage, yes. So it has to have combat damage dealt to a player to really work.
1: But it's flying.
2: It's flying, okay. So... But in multiplayer, you know, a lot of... we play big, badass creatures, if I remember correctly. Some of them happen <laughs> to fly. Most of them happen to fly. I don't remember correctly. <laughs> I don't know.
3: I've been hit by so many large creatures, I haven't had uh. Remembering.
2: <laughs> remembering. Thanks, Andrew. He's one of those. Kills me, by the way. Andrew, if you're listening, I hate you. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Dad. What do you think?
1: I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's – Christian made a good point that still Hellkite has to get in. But if it does, yeah. my god. It's pretty
2: because nasty if it, gets it gets
1: in. Set. I mean, it kills everything. I mean, especially if it, if it gets in once and it kills the anything flying
2: Well, it has to kill something with converted mana cost. Is that right?
1: Well, no, it has to kill, and then you pay X. It has has to to do combat damage, and then you pay X. So if it can can just get in, and you pay X to kill anything that is flying, that's a threat, then you get in the next turn, you just start going, okay, I'll take all your three CMC cards, and then I'll take all your two, and then I'll take all your...
2: No, I see your point, because there's always going to be a player that doesn't you know, in a multiplayer game, it doesn't have a creature out that can block. And,
1: it doesn't have flying, and you're just going to decimate yeah. them.
2: I like it because in multiplayer games, and especially in EDH, if you're playing this in EDH, is that that you need, to, you need this type of removal sometimes. And, and you not have it a lot of times. cool and all, but it's more conditional for me than Steel Hellkite is conditional. Um, you have mm-hmm. to have that relevant creature in the graveyard already. So I'm going to go with Still Hellkite, even though I don't like the card that much. What? I don't like it. All. Flip-flopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it. It's in the books.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go to Steel Hellkite, too. Yeah!
2: <laughs> Sorry, Christian. I like Necrotic Goose a lot because there's like lost abilities or just... It's like Mimic that It's just and amazing. I, I, I think would... the
1: problem is how conditional it is. Like I forgot to say to that, that, certain... that
0: Steel Hellkite dies to almost every type of removal that there is.
2: It's, it's so a lot of removal like, for artifact and creature, yeah. But that's
0: true. It is a good creature, though. I'll...
2: I'll, I'll you know, it's pretty good for the, our <laughs> format.
3: I won in one. the one matchup that really mattered to me. <laughs> the one against just,
0: just the, the U's or the one so, against so me? So
3: here's the, here's the other thing. Steel, Steel Hellkite, you can put it in your deck. You can put it in any deck and go at it. Necrotic U's is really almost a build-around-me card. Sure. Okay. But
0: it's a multiplayer-based card. With, with Steel Hellkite, by the time it gets cast and everybody sees it, if it happens to live and it happens to attack somebody and happens not to get blocked and you happen to not have the ma- and you happen to have yes, a little bit of you mana, you gotta
3: have a necrotic ooze and you gotta happen to be playing black and you gotta happen to have some creatures in a graveyard hmm. that have a useful ability and then you gotta happen to you know.
0: Which happens pretty frequently in a multiplayer game with huge oh, graveyards.
3: You're belittling my stuff. Oh, actually, we're over. wherever the debate? Oh wait, oh, wait. I won. <laughs> I won. <laughs> That's pointless. To- Yes. We, we well, can, no, it's we not really. at infinitum, but I have a W. I have a check in the W column.
2: and <laughs> Officially, he wins. Wow. But the card, both cards are great, I think. And,
3: yeah, that's
1: true.
2: And we just want our listeners to you know see the possibilities of cards maybe they overlook. That's well, the problem
1: is costly. that all of these cards are great. Yeah.
2: yeah, but you know a lot of people that that might be that might be listening come from like I play standard only and I like play you know cards that are competition worthy only and giving insight based off you know casual. Um, perspective, I think, is really important for for the game. But that's that's just me.
1: I play my standard decks in casual.
2: Eldrazi ramp can wreck casual. Great.
1: I do.
3: Next round.
2: Next round. Oh, not me. The next
1: round is Christian <laughs> with Spike Shot Elder versus Mark with Painful Quandary, which is an awesome card.
0: Awesome. It's going to be tough.
2: But I think. Uh, I Who's my first? My skills are lacking. No, well, have it's faith. It's, it's up to you. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Mark, Who's you won against Brian. I am, I'm timing. Okay. That's true. Mark, you won against Brian with your control engine.
2: I can't even pronounce his card. Still <laughs> so can't. Mm-hmm. True. We ready?
1: All right. You ready? <laughs> Christian, on your mark, get set, go. All
0: right. It's It's a perfect, red, beautiful multiplayer card first of all it's, it's it's a one one for one easy to get out quick to get out the thing about the fact that it's what's so good about this is that it's red and red does direct damage well but it gives it gives more life to all the red cards throughout the whole game that have done small things uh with a little bit of mana like brute force is is pretty much a giant growth plus three plus three until end of turn for one red. You swing with it, you hit with that, and then you can deal another four to something else. Bloodlust for old schoolers, Blood Frenzy. Um, all the cards that do plus one, plus zero, and first strike that are kind of cool, like Kindled Fury from M10. Target Creature gets plus one, plus zero, and first strike until end of turn. It's one red. It hits for what it hits for. Uh, you have a two, one, and then you can... Ten
4: seconds.
0: You can hit for another two, and it breathes new life into old cards and makes them better. Three,
1: yeah. two, one. Mark sucks. Time.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the the pause. My self esteem is just gonna be decimated by the end of the night.
1: Apparently, we all suck. So,
2: yeah. That's a good card. Damn. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Mark says, You're "Can I afford it?" not politics, dude. <laughs> oh
3: Confidence fail. <laughs> well, your card's really good.
1: <laughs> Dude, your card's really good. Let me go see what mine does again, because I don't What remember. does mine do?
4: <laughs> what
1: does mine do? You have a good card, too, Mark.
2: Okay, whenever. whenever <laughs> ready?
1: You're ready? And go.
2: Painful quandary. Um, whenever an opponent casts a spell, he or she loses five life or unless he or she discards a card. And the great thing about this is, guys, you know he can play a Spike Shot Elder, but if he does play it and this happens to be out, he has to discard a card or lose five life. And um, it really sets a tempo in favor for the, the controller of Painful Quandary. You know He slows down everyone's card draw because basically they, if they have to play a spell, they're going to be discarding a card. And that's that speaks card advantage. And card advantage for black, they don't have to pay life to gain that and actually do deals damage to other players if they play a spell and they can discard a card. Multiplayer games going for such a long period of time, but people will be playing top deck all the time, and if they play top deck and they have one card in their hand and they play it, well, they're going to lose five life off the bat immediately, and you don't have to pay three mana to make that happen. Um, Painful Quandary is an enchantment. I think it's a little less uh, vulnerable to removal as a one one creature. You know what I mean? So Painful Quandary, greater than sign, (laughs) (laughs) Spunction Elder. (laughs) Done. Wow. Nicely done.
1: He's forgoing his last five seconds. And, Sorry about And uh, let me, let me, uh, no, you don't even need that time.
2: I don't because it's painful quandary, guys. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Better reckon and that. And you ready,
1: Christian, for rebuttal? No. And go. Uh,
0: there's two ways to win a multiplayer game. You wait until the end and when everybody's, you know, doing all this slow stuff and beat each other up and kind of mop up the end. Or you strike first, strike early, and hit, and Bam. And you're, you got to especially if you got a creature that you've, you're souped up with any kind of art, artifact uh, equipment. It's he's more powerful exponentially, and he's going to get the kills in, which is important in multiplayer, especially in this economy. No new taxes. <laughs> taxes.
1: And time <laughs> and Mark, ready sure. and go.
2: Not to bash Red or anything, guys, but Red it really focuses on killing one target at a time, where Painful Quandary is focusing on every player in the game, and it interacts with every player in the game. That's why it, Painful Quandary is a more superior multiplayer card than a single targeting red creature that has to play three mana to activate. Um, killing one person is great and all, but kind of leaves you Five open seconds. to any other player left in the game. Um, Painful Quandary affecting everybody. spectral Elder, one target at a time for three mana. Wow. Obvious
1: choice. time.
3: Hey.
2: Huh. So,
3: Deb. Dots. Now we can we can use any criteria we want to decide the winner. Your
1: criteria True. is just whoever is not Christian. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
3: well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 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 torn. But I am in a painful quandary. Let's
0: ask what else uh, is important.
3: I really want to shut Christian out, <laughs> but, but I think Spike Shot Elder is a slightly better card because. Pain- you do yeah because painful quandary got got a problem with it and that's y- you give you're giving the person the choice right mm-hmm. uh, yeah of uh, whichever, whichever whichever one hurts them the least uh, is is what they're gonna pick so I mean you yeah I mean you're giving you're giving them two options and you're kind of looking at and going well hey both options are pretty good but really you know the, you're giving the person the choice and and really you want to restrict their choices as much as possible. But
1: Mark made the point, which I think is really important, that, okay, so say you're in a six-player free-for-all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Once you get painful quandary out, you're not having to do anything else.
3: Except you're defend just, yourself from the, <laughs> yes, other
2: people defend, that want your...
1: Yes. ...kill you. Yes, well, I guess that's true. It does kind of paint a target on you.
2: But it's affecting all five other It's players. affecting all
1: the other people with no additional...
2: We're, no additional we're,
1: investment. Whereas Spike Shed Elder, every time you want to do damage to someone, that's three.
3: Yeah, but just think about think about how much you can mess up combat math. Like a 4-4 four, four hits into a 5-5 five, five. where well, you can just, you know, two people, two other people. You can just sit back and go ping. Or you could, you know, uh, put a, a, a Basilisk collar on it and just start shooting things down. You know, kill that, kill that, kill that. You know. So well, there's
1: also the the you also got to take into consideration that I don't like Spike Shed Elder because I lost to it at the PTQ. Damn, is
0: this our first tie in uh, in in Show oh, no, history? I'm,
3: I'm voting for Mark. that who can afford that in this economy? Joke twice. Points deducted. Which
0: is pretty funny. I said it differently each time, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I agree that Spike Shot Elder is probably a little more powerful in standard one-on-one but in terms of the multiplayer since we are talking about this from a multiplayer perspective i just feel like painful quandary is better in a, from a multiplayer standpoint
0: it is more of a, a, uh, a multiplayer <clears throat> card because spike shot is is one player at a time I'm but gonna... uh, i still like it better
3: but debbie i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> agree with you on paper for the purposes of,
0: the purposes <laughs> of shutting
1: elusive. out Christian. Yes,
3: for the purposes of shutting out Christian. But I think <laughs> I have to disagree with you there.
1: Yeah, that's right. You can just like text that to me on Skype and then out loud just say, I agree totally. <laughs> Mark wins with painful quandary.
2: Mark Huzzah. wins. Mark wins, painful quandary. Ooh. What's really cool about Painful quandary, I don't know if this works or not, Brian, but if someone is playing like Storm and like the copies of the spell, like do they have to discard a copy of I mean, sorry, they have to discard because you are playing a copy of a spell. Let me look up the wording.
0: First of all, it shuts down Storm, right?
2: Yeah, because combo... No, it's whenever you cast a spell. So uh, with Storm and stuff, the
3: copies are going on the stack. They're not actually being cast. Ah.
2: See, there. Aren't being we cast... lucky? We have
0: Brian on the podcast. Because the
2: spell is casted, right? right?
0: No, it's just created and copied and put on the stack. It's casting oh, is oh. the action of you paying the man and taking it out of your hand. and.
3: See, this is this is the really bad thing about... Being a being a judge is because I can't just I I have to be sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're being
3: recorded. Yeah, it's, it's Storm, when you cast this spell, copy it for each spell cast this turn. You may choose new targets. So you're not actually casting
2: the combo. Okay. Okay. Yep. Hmm. But it could slow down any you know recursion combo, which is really nice. Um,
0: oh yeah, any anything cool. that yeah, and like elf 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 ball. The problem is it costs five. Like elf ball has gone off by then, but unless you got dark ritual or something.
2: Dark ritual or acceleration.
0: Or any of the yeah, that's true. Any of the ways of accelerating men.
2: Because black is pretty good at that, I think. But
0: well good job,
2: Mark. You're a good, I uh, won. Yep. Thank you, Christian. GG. GG.
1: GG. GG,
2: dude. GG. Cool? What's up next there? here? Debbie oh, versus oh, this is, Brian. This is what I was looking forward to all night. I'm glad this was safe for last.
0: Sunday, oh, really? Sunday, Sunday. Debbie
2: versus Brian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'd add fire to the podcast if I could. Fireworks. This is pretty much like... No.
2: This is the real main event right here, guys. <laughs> I
0: was going to say this is WCW versus ECW, but I was afraid I was going to get one of those letters wrong and get like 500 people pissed off at me, so mm-hmm. I didn't say the joke. What's,
4: what's WWW?
0: There are two wrestling factions, and they're world, the two top... World Wildlife. World Wildlife on Yes, it's World Wildlife. Incidentally, World Wildlife Federation insists that they are not called the World
2: Wildlife Federation. So They sued WWF for that name. Yeah, we it, well, they sure had they it did. first. Yeah. What? No. Yeah, but one has a pan on him, the other doesn't.
3: <laughs> yeah, the other's got Gorilla Monsoon and the other's got Gorillas in the Mist.
2: <laughs> That's a good, wow. Damn. That's like,
0: a, I, I would have I had to write that joke down. Oh. I mean, Brian, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got nice. Debbie versus Brian. This is going to be this is going to be something something special. I don't even know if our listeners are ready. They might have to pause, sit down, put some cold water on their face, get some popcorn.
2: I yeah, they got to turn the volume up on this one, guys.
0: And then turn up the volume. This is real. Yep. Who's timing me? That's you. All right. Okay, who's up first, Debbie? Debbie, you got me. four seconds left. Are you ready?
1: Mm-hmm. Go. All right. My card is Genesis Wave. X, three green, the sorcery. Reveal the top X cards of your library. You may put any number of permanent cards with converted mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put all cards revealed this way that weren't put onto the battlefield into your graveyard. This card in multiplayer, I have three words for you. E, D, H. You put this in a deck with an Omneth General. You've got 60 (laughs) <laughs> mana in your pool you pull the top 60 cards from your deck you pull out 40 creatures if you feel like it you elect to put kozalik back in the graveyard it throws everything back into your library and you've got all of these enormous creatures you've got the you've got Emrakul. you've got a spearbreaker behemoth to make everything indestructible you've got your Palaka worm you've got huge trampley creatures You have everything that you need to completely dominate the entire table. You've got shroudy, indestructible creatures, and you've got 40 of them, and Brian sucks. Bing!
0: Well done. That's a strong argument, Brian. Are you ready? You're a little quiet. Are you ready? Silence speaks volumes. Oh, that's why. (laughs) That's how we can can can. transcend mute. Three seconds. Ready, Brian? Go.
3: All right. I chose asceticism ceticism is an enchantment for three and two green creatures you control can't be the target of spells or abilities or components of control so it's got troll shroud also for one green and one you get to regenerate target creature so people try and kill your creatures you stop them uh, they can't even target they can't even target your guys uh, they get into combat they take lethal damage boom you got them regenerated this thing if you remember a card called Privilege Position. Privilege position is pretty good. And that just that protects your permanence. It doesn't allow though you to regenerate your creatures. Your creatures can still die in combat. So this right here, for those of you that played back in Mirrodin, you played with Troll Aesthetic, that thing was a beast. It scared players. This thing can, and this thing turns all of your creatures into a troll aesthetic, every single last one of them. Ural the this, Stalker. Let's talk EDH for a second. It's a good general, right? Because it's really hard to target, really hard to get rid of. Well, this thing gives all of your creatures that Five awesome, seconds. awesome Ural ab- ability. So, I don't really have too much more to say about this card, which is probably a good thing
4: because <laughs> you don't have <laughs> any time <trial> left. Time. <laughs> and
3: there you right. go. Ding. Worked out.
0: Wow, this is a this is a heavy. This is uh, I don't know, Mark. How's it looking so far? I know you guys got
2: rebuttal well, at this point. Yeah, so let's, let's save our comments until after rebuttal. It's tense, though. Let's it's see tense how this... I'm biting my tense
0: nails together. and my toenails. It's really... <laughs> All right, wow. Debbie, ready? Three seconds, two, one, go. All
1: right, asceticism is great, no, but it's not going to stand up to Genesis Wave. Troll shroud, shmur... Shroud,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not even going to matter.
4: Easy for you, you to... Say, 40,
1: I'm going to have 40 creatures out there swinging at you, so you can afford to regenerate three of yours whatever i'm going to be able to regenerate mine too mine are going to be indestructible because of spearbreaker behemoth i can go get the double strength lifelink true conviction i can go get contagion engine i can uh, put a negative one negative one counter on all of yours i can proliferate i can get mana ramp cards i can get i can get anything that i want i can pull through my library get everything and brian sucks all
4: right
0: wow Thirty seconds can barely contain these people. It's very
2: aggressive.
1: Troll Shroud Shroud. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Alright, Brian, you ready? Yes. Three, two. One go.
1: Wait, why why would Brian be ready?
3: Excuse me? What?
1: After that, he doesn't even need to go.
3: Oh lolz. L Z. Give me a That's countdown again,
0: Chris. She got you on your back foot? We got you all, all lopsided. Ready, three, two, a one, a goo.
3: Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Genesis wave <laughs> is a much worse card. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna generate you Oh, on that. Woo-hoo! You're gonna spend all these turns trying to get the mana. And you know what? In a real multiplayer deck, what are you gonna do? You're gonna sit down and you're gonna play a whole bunch of like Lana Elves and you're gonna cast uh, Genesis Wave with X equal to like ten, and you know what you're gonna flip over? More flippin' elves. <laughs> Okay, you're going to sit there. You might get your one big guy, but it doesn't really matter because you need asceticism to protect him because none of your pretty green creatures have haste. So they're just going to sit there like big dumb oafs while it goes all the way around the board and someone kills your key creatures.
2: Wow. Wow. Well, he he, has a point, though. Genesis Wave really... What? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's vitriolic.
0: Vitriolic, (laughs) Vitriolic, indeed. I
3: even told you that I was going to start one with that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh. That's
0: old school '70s SNL Dan
3: Aykroyd <laughs> shit, a- right there.
1: No, that's a, that's actually a, a real thing. My name for five years was Jane. You ignorant slut. My business card said Jane. I was known as Jane. Why? Um, I had a boss who used oh, to say all the time. Names? No, she she used to say all the time. So I was I was she was a big thinker, a dreamer, and I was an an execution person i was a how do i get it done so i would tell her a lot of times that i thought you meant executioner no i was not an executioner i was an executioner heavy job and i would tell her that things couldn't be done and she would say jane you ignorant slut and so people started calling me jane and then it got to the point where nobody knew that my name was debbie and so they just all called me jane wow and then i moved to another company where there was four employees three of whom were named debbie (laughs) <laughs> and so I, I became officially Jane, and I had an email address that was Jane, and everybody called me Jane.
2: Wow. I like that story. Awesome. Story. So I am I like a real life a lot.
1: Jane, the ignorant slut.
0: Hmm. So Mark, we don't we don't have we don't have an easy job ahead of us with these two.
2: Yeah, because what what Brian said in his rebuttal is you know what I always think about when I think about Genesis Wave is overextension, and you lay out you know a bunch of creatures and. It is a multiplayer game, and, and I think in our meta, Mass Removal is everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, board Bahamut. resets are everywhere. Spirit Brick Behemoth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait.
3: You can only count so much on that
2: one card, Bebby.
1: Yes, but that one card does
2: hey, so much. Hey, you have, like, Hollowed Burial, which I saw played, like, twice, like, in one game last week, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yes,
1: but then I pouted so much that no one
4: will ever do that. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll say that even though it, it costs five for uh, asceticism, right? Five?
4: Yes.
3: And Which, who can afford that in this economy? I did not say
0: that. <laughs> you you negative points. What? <laughs> you. Um, I mean, at, at five, green has so many cool enchantments. Um, uh, like Lurking Predators, is that five or is that six? Six. Six. Okay. Well, um, then it has uh, Perilous f- Forkways. Four four Ways.
2: Four Ways? Yes. (laughs) Perilous. Four Ways. Perilous. They're both really good cards. Like, Asceticism is really good. Um, But, man,
1: this... Hey, how about this for the win? I can get Asceticism with my Genesis Wave.
2: You're not allowed
0: to keep going. I wanted to keep going, but Brian was talking (laughs)
2: S. (laughs) What's, What's really cool about Genesis Wave, if you have a way to recur it, you can use it to fix a mana problem, mm. um, because you can put lands into play. I think, right? But Permanent. if you're having a mana yes.
3: problem, you can't cast <laughs> Genesis Wave. You no, can't I, see people, a a I see people cast I see
2: people cast it for like for four as X.
4: And
0: I, I lost a game, game to uh, Genesis Wave in the uh, pre-release. It's la- in the later games you draw it and it's ridiculous. It's like it's
3: a bomb. Christian, you yeah, lose down. to all sorts of cards. You you lose to Chimney Imp.
0: Um, I lose to your mom. Yeah. I don't even know if <laughs> yes. what that means.
2: I'm gonna say Genesis Wave, <clears throat> Just because even though you overextend, um, <laughs> it is a bomb. Bigger much bigger yep. than uh, Yeah, so
0: I hate to admit this. This is a horrible time in my life to, to have to admit this, but uh the, the card, the asceticism card when I first saw it, it was like I heard violins because a As- uh, Troll Ascetic is one of the best I think one of the best cards in the game of magic and and when you play with that or you play with, um, if, if nobody happens to get rid of it and you have a privileged position, it's ridiculous. The whole game, the whole thing about multiplayer is, like I said before, there's, for every one thing you do, there's five people that can do something to stop it or prevent it or kill it. And if they are all prevented, and on top of that, you can give each one Regenerate, which is if somebody finally found a way to do it and there's like a Day of Judgment and everything gets destroyed, you can still save them and the enchantment still stays around. It's ridiculous. I have to go with uh, Brian.
3: And okay. Christian, I will I will graciously accept and say thank you. You are the bigger man.
0: <laughs> okay. Well,
1: yes. Wow. So we have a tie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: you'll take the. You work. do care. Point.
1: So we this have a tie.
3: Yep, there's a tie.
1: So here's the tiebreaker. Genesis wave goes and gets asceticism. <laughs>
3: That's a good point. Do you, I don't think you can decide. I don't think you can uh, decide that.
1: If you're saying asceticism is better, and my card gets yours among the forty other
3: creatures, I win. Well, how did you get the forty mana? Because all your um, stuff kept talking stuff about the Omnath, Omnath deck. It's the perfect.
4: Omnath
0: yeah. um,
3: has ascetic- lightning greaves on it. It, had <laughs> it has lightning greaves. <laughs> so, so, so we're just making up scenarios. Now. Yes. <laughs>
0: I want to make up a scenario. Brian is got a truck racing at him. That's that's a cool scenario. <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> truck racing. And his,
0: and his feet, feet at are glued speed. to the ground at high. Yes, at high speeds.
2: <laughs> is uh, a that's going up. on. I think
1: this is a death threat. No, this is a death
2: threat. Coming? This is serious, and no, this is being this, recorded. This, you know, just a little
0: friendly <laughs> making up scenarios. You're talking about lightning greaves.
2: Uh, Total Genesis Wave and getting what's that? All right, so so uh, out of out of the out
3: of the the pairs we had we had Worm Coil Engine beating Exsanguinate, mm-hmm, True nice. Conviction beating Indomitable Archangel, Contagion Engine beating Mimic Vat, Steel Hellkite beating Necrotic Ooze, Painful Quandary beating uh, Spike Shot Elder, and then the winner of this last and final round is
1: Genesis Wave.
3: Ty? Tie. I'm actually
1: doing the wave right now.
3: <laughs> You're doing the wave for the Jensen. <laughs> I am. Like honk if well, you like. Maybe 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 we'll 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 give it to Debbie because her ego is fragile and needs the win more.
1: Yeah, it's actually not, but I'll take it.
2: What? <laughs> it's not. She said, well, "I'm not ever to you a sweet smack in you no, know, I'm fine with
1: I'm fine with it going to Brian because yeah, then I would win free and that would just be embarrassing.
2: But she me. had the first pick of the card, so she that is the Yeah, sense yeah. she did. That she was did the first pick.
1: Well I'm sorry, maybe if you guys would get on the ball and put in your answers earlier, you could get first pick. Some I mean, of
0: us work in the office, not at home, Debbie. I was only um, I was only attempting to save the apparently life. Apparently
1: you're not working too hard at the office if you have time to take the designer search test.
3: I was <laughs> on a phone call with a customer. Maybe I don't know. I was desiccating a <laughs> pulse puppy in North Carolina. Okay, I think Debbie wins for that point.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gave you that All point.
1: Right. Wow. We're giving it to Brian
0: in asceticism. You hold
3: your, you should hold your head back, uh, uh, Mark. It'll stop that nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> That's your name.
0: That was awesome. <laughs> cry. If I All cry.
2: Right. Next All next
3: right. So le- Brian,
1: so Brian has won two. I've won two, and Mark won two. And,
3: and Christian got shut Christian, out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, Oops, rigged. it was rigged first of all so
1: really it's a three-way tie between everyone but christian
0: but i really won because i can't think of the yeah, reason gonna, with
3: christian with editing we're gonna sit down and we're gonna listen to this in about four weeks which finally gets it up <laughs> and it's gonna be like and the winner is Christian, <laughs> and there's gonna be like cheering and applause. it's and gonna
0: be all like sliced and chopped up, and so like Christian <laughs> wins the game. <laughs> five to five points. <laughs> all right.
3: So, all right. Any topic?
0: Um. So yes. Uh, before we go, I wanted to uh, touch on the uh, touch. All right. Fine. Do we want? Do we have time to do the the the, the um? You, that tech? Comment,
3: you big baby. Yeah.
0: Yes, well.
1: I have a 7.30 appointment tomorrow morning, and I, I, I will say I to do deck tech.
0: I have an appointment.
1: That's 7.30 a.m. There's actually one of those in the a.m.
0: Under the sheets. Really?
1: <laughs> yes, I swear to you.
2: I don't I want know. to know that about that time. So. Okay.
0: okay, so deck tech is, is where we go through and we, we um, highlight different decks that we have built because one of the reasons that I um, listen to podcasts is for really – uh, for cool ideas and, and ideas about either understanding or new new cards to play with in, uh, in making and in building decks for a multiplayer. And so I like when podcasts do this, so you guys might like it too. Um, it gives you maybe an idea of a card that you hadn't uh, thought of to use, or um, if there are cards that you have in your collection you want to use them, um, it'll give you new uh, ideas for them. Um, I pretty much said the same thing three ways. Um, this deck is called a Jellyfish, and uh I'll put the link uh the link to it in my uh in the, the show notes on the website of avancarcho.com dot com slash form. Um and what it is is it pretty much revolves around the um, the renegade doppelganger who is uh who is a shapeshifter and it also has as many uh jellyfish as I could uh put in and um the thing about um, Renegade Doppelganger, he says, a blue and a colorless. When another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may have Renegade Doppelganger become a copy of that creature until end of the turn. Now the difference is, is that he's untapped, and he has, it does not have summoning sickness, and he's ready to go. So what the what the deck deci- what the deck tries to do, the other creatures are. Um, are Esperzoa, which is a blue and two-colorless. And what I love about, I guess it's a, a Johnny uh, type of thing, you take a card that seems uh, very hard to deal with or pointless or difficult, and you find a way to use it and find a way to turn that uh, negative into a positive. And Esperzoa is an artifact creature. And uh, for a blue and two-colorless, it's a 4-3 flyer, which, which is big, and so it's obviously going to have a drawback. At the beginning of your upkeep return an artifact you control to its owner's hand which in his case is good because on the second turn you play Renegade Doppelganger, on the third turn you play Asperzoa, all of a sudden Renegade Doppelganger is now a 4-3 flyer attacking on the third turn. So usually your opponent's not going to really have very much in the air uh, to block with. So that's the first thing that that, uh, you attack with. Some of the other creatures that come into play, Deep Slumber Titan (laughs) on turn 4, because he's uh, 2 red and 2 colors. Deep Slumber Titan comes into play tapped and stays uh, tapped unless he gets dealt damage. Um, and he's a 7-7 seven, seven for 4, which is sweet. So that means that your Renegade Doppelganger is 7-7. Seven, seven. That does untap because he turns back to who he is uh, before. Another creature um, that's big is Dormant Gormazoa. Uh, Gormazoa, two blue and a colorless flying. Uh, Dormant Gormazoa enters the battlefield tap, the same, pretty much the same deal, and the only way to untap him is to if I am the target of a spell, and it is a 5-5 five, five flying. So on the third turn, you have a five-five flyer attacking, and it's a an, it's a beautiful thing. Um, the other creature is Cunning Spark Mage is a is a is a Winky, is a Tim, is a uh, tap to deal one point of damage to creature player. Winky. That's that was a, that's another one of his uh, many names. A creature that taps for one, a pinger. Winky. How, what have you? A Winky. Yeah. You never heard that? Maybe that was just in our our group or our, our region.
3: <laughs> I think. Uh... Never mind what I thought. <laughs> Winky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, mine deals five damage. So I'll <laughs> <laughs> My
4: little
3: Winky does one point of damage. <laughs>
0: um, so he taps to deal one point of damage. So and he's got haste. So pretty much when he hits the table, your renegade also deals two. So deals one. So you can uh, ping. And one of the things that you can ping is the Deep Summer Titan to untap him, and you can attack with him. Um, and you can also block with him if you deal him another point of damage. So that works. Um, the other Negative that, uh or the other thing that Esperzoa, as far as returning an artifact to your hand, if, if somebody happens to have a blocker and you don't want to return the uh, Esperzoa or you need to, him to block, then the other artifact uh, that we have is Elsewhere Flask. For two, it's an artifact, when it comes into play, draw a card, sacrifice Elsewhere Flask, choose a basic land type. Each land you control becomes that type until end of turn. Um, so you're constantly bringing that back, and then you play it for two, it fixes your mana and lets you draw a card each turn and keeps your uh, Esperzoa in play, so that's really cool. Another creature is um, obviously Inferno Titan. He comes into play, he deals three, and then the Renegade Doppleganger is a copy of him, so he attacks and he deals another three, so you're pretty much dealing three anywhere you want. Uh, the, the other problem is um, Deep Slumber Titan winds up being tapped if, you, if he doesn't get damaged, and Dormant Gormezoa gets tapped if you don't become the target of the spell. So the deck is rounded out with um, Electrolyze and Swerve um, and Arc Trail, all three of which deal damage to more than one target at the same time. Electrolyze is a blue, a colorless, and a red, which I think is a very underplayed card. What do you think, Brian? Electrolyze, underused? Is it a sleeper? Is it rightful why nobody uses it, or why do you think people don't use it?
3: Sorry, I've used it a few times. Or Are you on mute? I was on (laughs) mute. Get him off mute. I am not on mute anymore. Um, I, I like uh, I like electrolyze. It can be it can be a useful it can be a useful card. You know, two damage and a card for three mana. It's not mm-hmm. it's not horrible. And you um, can
0: split up the damage. To yeah, the targets.
3: Yeah, um, I I would. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. All right.
0: We'll possibly
3: if you replace the deep slumber titans with fire servants and then That double go, the damage what's that?
0: that double the damage
3: if a red instance or sorcery spell you control would deal damage it deals double that damage instead pretty cool and then up the burn because you can get if you drop fire servant with the renegade doppelgangers all of a sudden you get two fire servants and That's so all true. of a sudden one lightning bolt's doing 12 <laughs>
0: Pretty nice. yeah. Now the o- the only problem is is that these the reason why you can split up these damage is because you want one of the points to go to the Deep Slumber Titan and one of the points to hit yourself because that will untap your Dormant Gomerzoa and let you swing with a five five.
3: Just got rid of the Deep Slumber Titan.
0: Oh well, the Dormant Gomerzoa, then the way to untap it is to be the target of a spell. And okay,
3: so the Swerve is your way. The, uh, the, uh, sorry, the yeah. Electrolyze is your way of untapping the Deep Slumber Titan and the Dormant Gomerzoa?
0: Yes. Yes, and also if you if you need to, you can kill two different 1-1s if there's mirrors or if there's a lot of 1-1s or well-wishers or whatever 1-1s. There's a surprising number of 1-1s to get rid of. And the other card in there is Swerve, which, which red and blue can't doesn't do too well against uh, enchantments. And so you can, if somebody tries to disenchant something of mine or uh, tries to do a kill spell, I can turn it around. And it's just a beautiful card that should be in any blue-red deck, I think. And Arc uh, Trail, everybody knows what that does. So that is the deck, and it's fun. the the, the It's it's really heavy on the front end. If you don't win quickly, uh, then you and you don't get an Inferno Titan or something to have to uh, to bulk it up at the end, or to get you through damage wise, then it's going to be tough because the the removal that is here is it's double duty for untapping your things and killing other things, but it only deals. Uh, Two at a time for each of these. There's a, there's a lot you of- If you don't win quickly, you lose spectacularly? Spec, yes, exactly. <laughs> because when if a creature comes up that's a 4-4 or four, four, something like that, you, you either have to swerve something onto him or block with a Deep Summer Titan, which will untap him. But uh, that's the, that's the what problem that the deck has. But it's a lot of fun to play because that Renegade Doppelganger is just all these different creatures that they don't expect. It's very unexpected. Which I guess is a blue, a red-blue, a trait. Anyway, that's my, that's my deck deck for today. I don't know, what do you it's think really Deb? Cool. Pretty cool. Mark, what do like you
2: think?
0: Since Debbie's being quiet.
2: <laughs> well I just like idea just to uh, to kind of focus more on burn <clears throat> as an option out. You know, like you said, if you if your your front heavy attack doesn't work out, you do have a backup plan to help control, you know, any aggro or to finish someone off immediately.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, because you have all the burn already, it's just that it's not really specific burn, it's like split up. It's over cost to burn, from what I see, it, basically.
0: Yeah. It's just my thoughts. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. and um Fun I, to play. I,
2: my
3: my thoughts are I think you're the, the Deep Slumber Titan and the Dorming Goazoa both have mm-hmm. negative drawbacks mm-hmm. that I think you're you're working a little too hard to overcome those drawbacks when instead you could just replace them with um I'll yeah. say creature, better creatures without a drawback, and then they'll be more useful. Then you can, instead of using spells to overcome their uh, uh, deficiencies, then you can use spells to help you uh, advance the game in, yeah, in, in the direction that you want. Yeah. Like, like okay, if okay infinite amount of money, right? Mm. I would I would probably take out the deep slumber titans and put in like perixian dreadnoughts.
1: Oh, you mean if I was building it?
3: Yes. If
0: Big Mama B- Money Bags was building it, <laughs>
3: yeah, like because uh, I think the Ferengi dreadnoughts a twelve twelve with trample, right?
0: For one, yeah,
3: yeah, but you have to sacrifice twelve power worth of creatures, so you yes. just drop it, you sack itself, renegade drop oh, the top yeah. Now is a twelve twelve trample. That's true. Swing.
0: blank mm, that would be a good a good swap. <laughs> so yeah, that would be good. It even if, I mean, it stay, dies immediately, stay. but yeah
3: stick around but yeah. deep slumber titan kind of i mean you're, you're spending you're spending mana and energy and uh uh cards basically to ping your deep slumber titan so it untaps i mean maybe even something like a...
0: well the idea is to have bigger create like no one is going to have a five five on turn three attacking
3: right but so then they- you you don't have like on defense though, you have a dormant a tap five five, a tap seven seven, and then a, a tap one one. Or is tap zero one, right? So maybe maybe like add more inferno titans, more blue titans.
2: Yeah. I think a Bassless caller deserves to be in the deck. With cunning Spark Mage? Well
0: with Spark Mage, yeah.
2: And Inferno Titans. And inferno I mean you could do a lot of
0: different things to make it a better a better deck, but I but
2: I, I see the theme though. I get the disappointment. You know, yeah. yeah.
0: So.
3: Yeah,
2: I would. I, That's an idea. At, um, with
3: Esperzoa, where you were like, where you're constantly like bouncing an artifact back, mm-hmm. I'd look at I'd look at artifact creatures that you would want to continuously bounce and replay with the uh, the renegade, you know, and have with the renegade doppelganger. Like Jinns would be great. Uh, Solemn Simulacrum hmm. would be, be an awesome card to just constantly every turn. I'm just bouncing it, bouncing it, bouncing it.
4: Right, right. Cool.
0: Um, Groovy. So that is that. And uh you can you can check it out. There'll be a link to it on Tapped Out and you can even uh play test it and um, and actually play the deck in the little web applet that they have, which is pretty cool. And uh so that is cool. So who else do we have on the at the deck tech? Debbie you got one?
1: Me, I sure do. Oh yeah. Alright. So my deck and there's there is a link to it I've got it set up on tapped out and if you guys want to look at it it is already up there um, my deck is called it's no sacrifice which reflects my love of the sacrifice mechanic and 80s music at the same time <laughs> so at first glance this looks like a vampire deck i played christian with it and who won that game christian
0: i think uh i'm not going to answer that question anyways I don't like- <laughs> he's
1: going to take the fifth <laughs> amendment
0: <laughs> yes
1: all right so uh, Christian calls this my vampire deck But it's not really a vampire deck It's really a deck built around the sacrifice mechanic um, The backbone of the deck is Bloodthrown Vampire, and Mortician Beetle um, Bloodthrown Vampire, if you don't know Is a one and a black And it's a sac- sack a creature Plus two, plus two Till end of turn um, Mortician Beetle is whenever a, It's a one black And it's whenever a creature gets sacked It gets plus one, plus one permanently Um, those are both pumped, uh, Bloodthrown Vampire temporarily and Mortician Beetle permanently by Sacrifices. And then it plays Blade of the Blood Chief, which is the equipment that's uh, one and equip as one, and it grows your creatures uh, whenever a creature hits the graveyard. And that happens pretty frequently if you're playing this deck. And uh, if the equipped creature is a vamp, then it gets plus two, plus two permanently, which is even better. Um, Gatekeeper of Malakir is, a, it's a, a, two black, but if you pay a kicker cost, which is three black total, it'll make your opponent sack a creature. So that feeds your vamps and beetles and blades. And it also grows really big, really quickly with the blade equipped. Um, Bloodghast is, uh, two black and it's an amazing card. Um, it can hit your opponent if they're blocked it, it can't block. It's a two-one creature that can't block. Um, oh, and all of these, all of these other creatures are Bloodthorn Vampire and Mortician Beetle start out at one-one. Um, Gatekeeper starts out at two-two. Um, gas starts out at two-one. It can't block. It can hit your opponent if they're blockerless, and it's also renewable fodder for your sac effects because every time you play a land, you get to return blood gas from the graveyard, which is amazing. Which especially. Is big. If- it, huge i mean it's amazing it, especially when you have when you have a lot of uh land effects uh the like burden catacombs which is is in this deck where you're getting to play a land and then sack it to get a land um it's it's definitely a good interaction um viscera seer is a i think it's one black i actually had to i just added this card i used to have bone splinters in there and then it rotated out of standard, so i updated it and Plus, it's there. a
0: sorcery, and it just, that's what sucks about that card. It's a great card. Yeah, it, well, it's
1: a great card, and it's a great card in this deck because the thing mm-hmm. is, is that the, the Bone Splinter is, is only one, and you have to sack your own creature, which normally is a drawback. Well, it's not a drawback in this case because sacking your own creatures gives you a huge advantage. Um, right. Viscerous here also gives you a huge advantage. It gives you Scry advantage, which is totally lacking in black. Um, Viscerous here is uh, one black. I think it's a one-one. And it's sack a yes. creature, scry one, which is fantastic because you can start just, you know, putting stuff down at the bottom of your deck or bottom of your library if you don't want it. Um, it also pumps your creatures that are equipped with blade and it pumps your beetles. Um, Awakening Zone creates tokens that are mana sources. They feed your sack effects when you sack them for mana. They're chump blockers, and there's the added bonus of every time you chump block, you feed your blades for um, for uh, the everything that's a, equipped with the blades, which is usually a vamp because they get
0: huge mm-hmm. quick. Visericere um, is a vampire, which I just noticed. That yeah. The,
1: the only thing that's not a vampire in this is the mortician beetle, beetle. which is an insect. Um, mm-hmm. Even the blood gas. like Normally, <laughs> you want to just kind of keep your blood gas as uh, fodder for your sac effects, but if you get to a point where you don't really need to sack it, like you have a couple of awakening zones out there and you can just sack your, your little mana babies. Mm. Um, <laughs> Blood gas you can also equip and, you know, pretty soon it can't block, but you've got a you know, it starts out at 2-1, it goes to 4-3, then it goes to 6-5, it's amazing. Um, consuming Vapors is the sorcery, which is, I think it's three in a black, and it's, uh, it's got rebound and it's your opponent's X creature which is great. It's the most expensive spell in the deck. In case you haven't been noticing a trend, it's really, really, really low mana curve here. Most of the creatures are either one black or two black. I think uh, the, the, ne- the only one that's at three black is uh, Gatekeeper of Malakir. Mm-hmm. consuming vapors most expensive spell in the deck it's a great way to get rid of two creatures your opponent controls even if they have shroud even if they have, shroud, if they have troll shroud it's consuming vapors awesome consuming vapors
2: card? it's target pay- it's a target player too so you can do it yourself if you really need to yes you can do fights. it yes I yes did... a- oh but that's
0: <laughs> yeah there's an eldrazi in there at no the,
1: uh... the eldrazi uh, doesn't count here's what here's oh, what oh, oh,
3: <laughs> <out>
1: <laughs> no, no, no 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 i will get to the eldrazi um
3: it's the most expensive it's, card in the deck except this other one that's more expensive. No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll
1: explain to you about that one. Okay. So, Mark, you're right. Um, consuming Vapors, not only, uh, not only can you do it to your opponent, but if you can pump up – the great thing about Consuming Vapors is that on top of your opponent having to sack something or you having to sack something, you also gain life equal to its power or equal to its Tough. toughness. Toughness. Yeah. So you can, if you get down to a point you're like, oh my God, I'm so uh, I'm so low on life. I just need a couple more turns to kill him. You can sack your, you know, 10-10 blood gas, or well, I guess it would have to be a 10-9 blood gas, and you're, you've got an, an additional nine, which is fantastic. And then of course, blood gas comes right back, which is great. Um, if any of your main creatures are killed, you can always bounce them from your graveyard with Grim Discovery that also allows you to return a Verdant Catacomb for mana fixing. And also the Verdant Catacomb, of course, brings your blood gas back. Um, With regard to land, aside from swamps and forests, which are required in this deck to be full art Zendikar, because
4: (laughs) 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 Um,
1: the deck runs four county gardens, which create tokens to feed your stack effects or to chump block. And, of course, chump blocking in this case is fantastic because it feeds your blades. And four Verdant Catacombs to mana fix and bring back your blood gas. Um, two cards that every green deck I've ever created include, not excluding this one, are Vines of Asswood, which <laughs> yeah. is great because somebody tries to do something to your big, and I'm not exaggerating, your your uh, Bloodthrown Vampire can get to be 20-20 like, real quick. Um, so somebody does that and you basically give them a big F you with a a Binds of Assword and you're like, yeah, I'm also going to pump it for plus four, plus four. So suck on that. Um, (laughs) And Explore, which is great because extra land, early game, or a card draw late game, which is great. And then the card that is the 61st card in every 60-card deck I create, (laughs) and you'll notice that this is the 61st card, is Kozilek, Butcher of Truth. Because either it gets milled and you get to just laugh maniacally at your opponent because they get so pissed off, or you draw because of course it, you know, makes it millproof. Or you draw it and you can gas it. And in this deck, you can play it pretty quickly because you have a little bit of mana range. Awakening
0: zone tokens.
1: You have awakening zone tokens, so you can you can play it. I've actually played Kozlek more frequently, especially since there's only one in the deck. I've played it more frequently than you would think. But its main purpose in there is because mill decks have the downside of usually sticking to mill as their win condition. And so when I'm playing Magic Online, which is where I usually play this deck a lot, what I usually do is as soon as I notice it's a mill deck, I ask them, hey, are you the quitting type? Just to kind of guilt them into not quitting. And they're like, no, 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 I'm not a quitter. And I'm like, okay, good. And so a couple turns later, they'll be like, ha, 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 you're going down. And I go back and say, ha, ha, ha really?
4: <laughs> and then they mill
1: Kozilek, and then they then they uh, put a little thing and it's blank. And I know that they've used the F word. <laughs> <that one. laughs> so anyway, that's why Kozilek's in there. So I don't consider that the highest casting cost because I don't use it that way. It's really meant to be a milk card. Um, the deck only runs twenty three lands, which is kind of low. Usually I run about twenty six, but the mana curve stops at three on creatures. Um, three on enchantments and four on sorceries. So it's really not unreasonable to only have 23 lands. And I've rarely gotten, gotten mana screwed. Um, the sideboard runs Bajouka Bog, Doomblade, Naturalized, Tectonic Edge, and Vampire Hexmage to deal with um, respectively decks that play graveyard effects, large non-black creatures, artifacts and enchantments, non-basic lands, and planeswalkers. Um, and that's pretty much it. There's a couple things I love about this deck. First of all, I love the synergy because everything works together. There's not one win condition. The entire deck is a win condition. You're not sitting there waiting for that one card or combo. You can kind of work with whatever you get and you can play so much of this just really early. I mean, it, it's really quick, like turn three, four or five. You're looking at a pretty strong board position, and also, I love this deck, because it's the first one I ever put together, like, completely from my own, like, ideas, and not from, like, oh, I saw a card interaction that somebody else used. <laughs>
0: cool.
4: So that's
1: why I love it.
0: Nice, right, so I was wondering so I about that. Deck.
1: Well,
0: is that's really why and it,
1: everybody's like, oh, <laughs> I've never seen that deck before, and I'm like, oh, that's because I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now,
0: and that you, is the reason why.
3: When you were putting this together, did you consider, like, Anawan the Rune Sage, or something to help get more sack effects?
0: Uh, Jigga
3: Jigga the what? <laughs> Jigga Jigga, yeah, alright.
4: And
0: a one uh, says, what?
3: He's, he's three, I'm two looking. black. I'm looking, I'm he's looking. Three, and two bla- three in black, black uh, for a four, three. Legendary creature, vampire shaman. At the beginning of your upkeep, each player sacrifices a non-vampire creature.
0: Um, oh, she only has one non-vampire creature, though.
3: And, and awakening zone tokens, but yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. So, which would... That non-vampire represent... part sucks.
1: Now, what's We're it a bar, it's called?
3: It's called Anowan. Uh, A-N-O-N. Oh, I see it.
1: I did, but here's the thing. Well, I looked at that, but here's the thing. It's a really high casting cost for this deck.
2: You know, with the tokens?
1: Well, I mean, not really with the tokens, but the thing is, is like, honestly, I play this deck a lot online. Usually, it's turn four or five where you've got a winning position as in you're swinging like you don't normally get to the point where you need to gas something that's five
0: it's crazy how low do, casting costs I... how you get such good use out of the low casting cost stuff that mortician beetle is huge whatever comes out is huge and then you got uh they that surprise gatekeeper at malakir that one time was
4: yeah I did.
0: that you beat me you with didn't that. Like that so much no, i didn't very much like yeah. that So it's got all different, like you said, it's got a lot of different ways that it can get around and and do what it needs to do.
1: Yeah, there's no, you're not sitting there waiting for that combo. You're like, oh, I need this card, this card, and this card. You just, whatever you get, it all works together. Um, I would consider the Ana one, I would probably put no more than maybe two in there. Just because it's such a high casting cost that by the time. Yeah, it's legendary. But by the time I got to, like, usually by the time I get to where I have five lands, I'm either dead. Or I've
2: won. What go. about? Um, I'm a big fan of Explore, and it just goes with <laughs> the theme. What about? <laughs> uh, what about Growth Spasm? I think it just works better with the deck.
1: I do like. I do like Growth Spasm. Um, the thing in the the reason that I put Explore in there instead is because one of the things that this deck lacks. There's two things. One is the scryingness, which is why I'm kind of glad that I had to take out bone splinters and I discover that new viscerous air um, the other thing that it lacks is card draw
2: hmm well you're just replacing a card really but yeah
1: but so... early on early on because I usually get with four explore in there I, I would say like you know 75% of the time I'm drawing an explore in the first hand so I get that, that land advantage of being able to play on this, the second turn being able to play a third land and then drawing another card so that's the reason why I put Explore in there instead, just because I I really like the card draw. Right,
2: makes cool. sense to
3: me. Now one th- one thing I have noticed when I've I've seen this deck is if you can shut down the bleed uh, the blade of the blood chiefs.
1: Yeah, uh, that's it, that makes me sad when people do that.
3: Yeah, because if but if,
1: even you, then it's not the end of the world even then
3: no it's not because you're able to you're able to pull through on like the the fetchlands right. and the blood gas and the
1: beetle
2: that's the base card yeah. Right? Yeah. and but. the fact <laughs> that
1: there's that there's so much removal between the the consuming vapors and the gatekeeper um, there's so much removal that that early game you can kind of knock out a lot of your opponent's creatures and then if it gets to the point where somebody's neutralized your blood thrown, um, you've usually gotten to the point where you can Gas cast Kozilek and just smack him in the face with it.
2: Drazi. Which I
1: like. I love Aldrazi.
2: I hate Eldrazi. I
4: love Eldrazi.
3: Hero, hero, tentacle
2: <laughs> Very nice.
3: Is Kozilek really? Kozilek's just
1: headless.
2: No, he has like tentacles and oh, stuff. Oh, does he yeah.
1: have tentacles? Yeah, yeah just oh, look at the yard.
3: I'm looking it's, at him. It's like some sort of hentai nightmare. I'm
1: on MTG <laughs> right now. I've actually been playing <laughs> games while we've been talking.
3: Wow, mm. lovely! I'm, t-
1: I'm totally engineer. kidding. I'm totally kidding. I haven't been. I just pulled it up to um, to <laughs> see what my new list was because on, I untapped on out. I still had the bone splinters in there, and that was wrong.
4: Uh-huh. Good thing
0: you switched that one. Well, those are our uh, deck techs. Then uh, maybe we can uh, inspire our other hosts to get to talk about some decks next time. I, I think we should uh, put one in there. It's but there. people on the forum, let us know what you think about about the uh, about the segment. If you like hearing about the decks and stuff. Yeah, go uh, ahead
1: and tell me how awesome my deck is.
0: Yep. Oh,
2: my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and how big... Like,
3: oh, girl, a girl playing Magic must compliment.
2: <laughs> well, whatever gets, whatever, whatever gets viewers, you know, I'm open. As, to any, yes. You're as open Mark anyway.
3: said, I'll take it however
1: I can get it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a good quote.
0: Um We got uh, so you know check us out on the forums. Let us know about that and about uh, about WZGO at uh, avantcardshow.com slash forum. And uh, we're also on iTunes and every place else. Hosts at at, uh, avantcardshow.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. What's the Twitter um,
3: address, Brian? Avant card. Avant card. Yes. Not
0: hyphenated or anything, or
3: no. Just avant card.
0: And from there, you can actually see we're connected to some pretty, pretty uh, interesting stuff, like the Flores stuff and different people. So it's pretty cool. I'm not, I don't get always get on Twitter, but it's I usually go to ours and then and find uh, cool stuff from there. So, but um, but yeah, any uh, any final thoughts, folks?
1: I have a shout out.
0: Okay. Oh. oh so I while got. We,
1: while we were recording, I got a Facebook from everybody's favorite Sally Fitzgerald.
0: Oh yeah, Sally Sal.
1: And Sally is listening to episode 21 right now. And he said, I have a request from the amazing podcast I'm listening to right now. More quiz games shows. So funny. And then he said, I guess this is really a request for future amazing podcasts.
3: Yeah. It, it was it was funny reading the, the feedback from episode 21 where it's like, People in the forums were like screaming at their uh <laughs> Yeah
4: Say Perixian dreadnought. Say. It won- yep.
1: one of them said that the whole time he was like Claws of kicks, claws of kicks, yeah, claws yeah, of kicks. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Brian finally said it, he was like, Oh, thank the
0: Lord <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was Jars, yeah, yeah. yeah was that it was, Jars? Yeah, I'm looking back at it. It's, it's, and uh, uh, everybody was was uh, yelling at their uh, thing, so I, I felt kind of bad because I was like. And then somebody was saying about uh, about Delif's. Uh, I think it was Bip. Bip is pretty cool, by the way. Shout out to Bip. Um, he's relatively new, and he was. Uh, let me see what he said.
2: He was quiet. Talking about yeah, sound. Oh.
0: So. Yeah. So. Um, so Bip says, uh, I "Gotta tell you, magic trivia games on the podcast. Super frustrating. I'm wanting to shout out the answer so bad." And then it says me colon cone Delif's cone say it
4: say it
0: cone
4: <laughs> say it cone <laughs> cone
0: so um so yeah that was uh, so I don't know if it was frustrating for people or that they dug it but that's pretty cool I mean I mean no, I saw I think, it, I think everybody
1: liked it they were just saying that it was funny because as they were listening to it they were saying
0: <laughs> 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 trying to jump in there
4: it was frustrating I for think that
1: okay oh my god I'm gonna mangle <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mangle this one. Radamanthus. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude, if I got it wrong. Um, he said, "I love the trivia segment." Me, polar Kraken. polar Kraken. Edit. Also arrah, me. Arrah. Force of savagery. Force of savagery.
0: Yep, that was a good one. Burn Brian got that one. Yeah, that's Mike from the uh, from the Manipole, one of our.
2: Uh...
1: Did I get it wrong?
4: What
1: pronouncing it?
0: Radamanthus, I think is correct. Right. Yeah. Oh, good and uh, he's like well the god of greek god of of uh of law or something like that sorry I'm, I, I should know my uh but um shout out also to other people on the forum Poison and fly is back um he was uh he, he was famously quoted as saying i am vaguely aware that this show exists <laughs> <laughs> i like
1: that. Oh, and even better the the uh the hugest compliment that we got apparently one guy put the podcast on and immediately fell asleep
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah that guy
3: yeah, absolutely Yes. <laughs> no,
1: he edited it. He said that he listened to the show first, and then he fell asleep. But the funny thing is that he forgot to set his alarm. Woke up well rested at eleven and didn't go to work till one p.m.
3: So he should thank us for getting a day off. I didn't. Yes. I didn't hesitate a second and downloaded it. Started listening to it and fell, and asleep, fell asleep, asleep like a brick.
2: sleep aid now. Yeah. I,
3: post, I posted a few uh, slogans. Oh, avant-garde right. better than ambient
1: <laughs> avant-garde when you absolutely positively need to fall asleep right now
3: the avant-garde helping you find the cool side of the pillow since 2009 <laughs> <laughs> oh god because I, I spent awesome. probably a good 20 minutes doing that whenever I'd go to lay down
4: mm-hmm.
1: and then how do you how do you give an anti-shout out
0: uh you could whisper out
1: okay some jackass <laughs> Posted,
4: posted
1: oh, the Narwhal song.
4: Oh.
1: That thing got stuck in my – if you haven't heard it, go to the Avant Card Show forums, look at – and I'm just kidding. He's not a jackass. I'm just saying he's a jackass because I sang it in my head for like three hours. <laughs> so
0: that's yeah, if you go side. to the forum and you go to episodes and you go to episode 21. Um, download
3: and discuss episode 21. Download
0: and discuss, yeah. I think uh Pana Pana Hanoufa Hanoufa Hanoufa. said it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's so of- Narwhals, The Narwhal song turned out to be like a real thing, like the guy that posted it on the uh, yeah, the, uh, the Gatherer when you listen the to it. And
1: the animation is amazing.
3: They blur <laughs> the out,
1: song is they amazing. Blur
3: out, they blur out the Narwhal's horn like in one <laughs> <laughs> They say like he's got a kick-ass facial horn. They show it, and it's just all blurred out. Like it's pixelated.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, uh- it's, it's an amazing video.
0: It's <laughs> good. But it's a little catchy, and it'll get in your head. I got a shout out to uh, Tangent um, from uh, the Man is Screwed podcast. I don't know if you guys, if you guys saw that he wrote um, some some kind words so so thanks for listening, dude and uh, that was very nice of him. He liked the uh, trivia, and I uh, hope you plan to stay up and running this time. Uh, I realize that it can be a lot of work to keep but keep on going, and I've waffled on a bit myself, but we are doing a service to the magic community, and it really does make a difference. Who said this? A, uh, tangent, the guy from one of the guys from. Uh, and. Uh, Sorry,
3: I stopped to listen to Narwhal. Narwhal. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did too.
3: <laughs> and it's Narwhal, as
0: the video showed. I didn't know whether narwhal. Brian was pronouncing it correctly, so I didn't correct him. But Brian It's
1: was Narwhal. Yeah. Oh, and then a couple really quick shout-outs. So I tweeted to everybody that we were going to be recording. And uh, we got a shout-out from The Watchman, who said, oh, yeah. keep up the great cast. Cool. Um, from Panahanuva who said, Ben, shout-out, please. He wanted a shout-out. And then he said, also, punch Brian, don't ask why.
3: He's also <laughs> such a whore. <laughs> <laughs> such he's a podcast a, whore. He's a podcast whore.
1: <laughs> well, maybe that's why he wants us to punch you, because you're mean.
3: Because you said that.
0: That was pretty. But he said, also, me. punch
1: Brian, don't ask why.
0: You really don't need a reason.
3: No, you really don't.
0: So, well, Mike, next uh, time we see Mark, you got any uh, shout-outs or final, final thoughts?
2: I have zero shout-outs, but I do want to give a shout-out. Well, that's kind of a shout-out. We should give a shout-out to... Uh, what was that guy's name? Deb? Which one? Last one. Uh, right.
0: Penahanuva?
1: Anna
2: Penahanuva, yeah. He's... Brian, he's a listener. Yes. Come on.
1: Yeah, Brian.
3: Hanuva? Yeah.
1: yeah. Nice. Don't call him names. He's a listener. <laughs> he's yeah. one of Hello, 11. Ben.
3: Hey, didn't you yeah. say somebody was a jackass just like three minutes ago?
1: Well, I called him a jackass, but then I retracted it and said I was just joking, and it's, I girl. specifically said it's because of the you know, is it, I meant it fondly.
3: Oh well, I I mean that Ben's a whore fondly.
0: Fondling a whore?
3: Hey Ben, what? Ben, ben, ben you such six. a whore.
1: If you drive him away, we go from eleven listeners to ten.
0: I think I think Panahanu
3: was ten percent
0: long haul because he's been a fan like forever, and he's got like three hundred posts on the forum, and he's
3: very complimentary. Don't, don't you know that every time Ben, Brian, so ben feels that every time he gets his name mentioned
2: on a podcast, an angel gets its wings.
0: You know he's at home, just like totally in ecstasy that we said his name so many times. We just said it like four oh, times in a row.
2: Yeah, we can't get like, much attention.
0: Yes. So, so no more. We're not going to talk about you anymore this episode.
2: Panahanu, no.
1: Panahanu. <laughs>
3: All right, ladies
0: and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought of the uh, – the div- I thought that was pretty cool. i got to hand it to Brian for thinking of that, um, the idea of doing the, the showdown uh, way of talking about those multiplayer cards rather than just saying, hey, we play multiplayer, and these are the Scars cards we like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like. Just to, so anyway,
3: You we just say originally. something
0: nice about Brian. Oh,
3: thank you. Originally, it was going to be like this big multi-bracketed thing where we were going to have, like, <laughs> yeah, it was going to so. come down to like a battle. This and was... then we started looking at it, and Mark and I were just like, you know, what are we really going to say about these cards after the first After one? the first minute, you're done. <laughs> I don't really know. Well, it. you got
1: you got to consider that even our ending product is usually pretty ill-conceived. So the original <laughs> idea is, is just going to be insane.
3: It's...
2: Cool.
3: well Part as the future podcasters have proven you can polish a
2: turd <laughs> i saw that episode it's ridiculous wow yeah. oh and don't Glad don't, I don't, forget, that
1: don't forget everybody to uh, head to the forums and and you have two days left to get in your entries
2: oh well, yeah guys 20 well, packs is yet. on the line well actually
3: chris that sh- that should be a point since we they have a um since the contest is what that Wednesday,
4: mm-hmm. Wednesday,
3: it's like the third. You get the podcast up sooner, so people have much more time to listen and remember that.
0: A, a, a yes, yes, I'll will do my best, Brian. Because uh,
3: yeah, if you need
1: any help editing, the the let me know. the Only but thing that, really that I do
0: in back. my week, but yeah, I'll be up.
3: And, we we, so have we have two today. clamoring fans. They're yes. rabid. They're rabid and clamoring. Rabid <laughs> and, 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 uh, and clamoring. They're we, rabid clams.
1: And not ju- and not <laughs> just for Mark.
2: Well, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> We love Mark. What an addition, Matt. Him. I appreciate you.
4: I don't know whether
2: to I don't yeah. know, to, Matt, I don't know that,
1: that that given our audience, I don't know whether to be insulted or intrigued that Mark is actually the sex symbol.
2: What can I say?
0: Yeah, <laughs> he might be. If we had an Amazon yes. calendar, he would have to be on the cover of the calendar.
2: Mark, I, I think so. And ought to be place like January. Or... Yeah. He what's, would be pleased. The, yeah. I want the cover yeah. and January, then. And December. <laughs> December.
1: I think the sad part is that if there's any Magic Card bikini bets, it's going to have to be Mark.
2: Oh, that, that, well, that gives a Showdown
3: me, uh, a good <laughs> reason to work out. The magic, <laughs> the magic Card banana hammock. <laughs> it's...
0: Oh, my God. I think it's a good time to uh, finish <laughs> things up. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll leave you with that fine, fine thought.
1: Final and thought. Which, magic yeah. Card. Banana Hammock. <laughs> Two things that should never be combined.
0: <laughs> Good night, everybody.
2: Oh, God. Good night, guys.
1: Good night. See Good night. You guys. Good night.